11 O'Clock Comics, episode 104. Miss Molly. Yeah, I know. This is sexy. 104 episodes. Oh, sexy, sexy. Loving every minute of it. We're gonna, and, and, and we're going to commemorate it by all getting up together. I know. Isn't that great? Dude, it's historic. Historic! I'm, I'm actually, and I, don't, don't take this the wrong way, but I'm excited. I'm tingling. And we're going to have a good, we're going to have a great time. I don't get excited over much, Dude, you know? you know what? Is just that, that's not even. I mean, that, that's. Only that's great, I know. Give a shit about the action. I don't either. Real. Yeah. I found out today my uh, my guy's gonna be there. Yeah, I saw that. My guy. Guy, you guy. Right. Speaking of guys that are going to be at this convention, you know who I emailed chatted with yesterday? Uh, don't know. Pregna? Mr. Jim <laughs> Chung. Jim <laughs> Chung. Oh, uh huh. Yeah, boy. No kidding. I gave him a shout out. I was like, "You, you doing some sketches, player?" And he's like, "I'm doing sketches." I said, "I'm gonna be up in there." You won't do a podcast though. That's okay. That's I bet fine. You I don't need him to do a podcast as long as you draw no, me some dominoes. I, I, I tried to get I, I tried to get Jimmy Chung on Around Comics probably eighty times, and he's like, "I don't like the sound of my voice." I'm like, "All right, that's cool. I respect." Wow. Fine. I, I bet ten a.m. Friday morning, I'm be at his at his uh, table shaking his hand and saying, "Get some domino love, player." That, that's cool. <laughs> nice. Oh my yeah, goodness! He's awesome. He's great. It would be nice if they would have been able to, you know, actually do a new Avengers. You know, or a Young Avengers book for a while. That would be nice. Mm. That would be. Hey, everybody, it's 11 o'clock. Do you know where your children are? Do you know where your children are? Where are they? to get me. <laughs> hey, it's 11 o'clock floppies. I am Vince Boo. <laughs> That's why he didn't do it at the beginning of the show. It wouldn't have been oh, 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 so oh, That's funny. So funny. And it's your boy Joe Q that turned the... Turn, turn, no, right, right. no, yeah. no, it isn't. What, it's yeah, Ellis. It was, it was Ellis. Was it Ellis? Okay. Yes. Okay, I, I thought I was uh, Joe Q. My boy. He loved embraced that. it, though, right? I love that who, Joe who Q. Did, who hasn't embraced it? I'm going to bring him a bucket of chicken. They're comics, but they're fucking comic books. But he's not what fat up, anymore. What up, my dudes? Hey, hey. We, we still got to do it. Chris, you are? Oh, I'm Chris. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm David Price. Yeah. Yes, you are. And... And anything you could do, I could do better, because I'm motherfucking Calvin Montgomery Rankin, bitches! <laughs> no. no, you're not. You're <laughs> yes, I am. You know you're not. You're Jason Wood in the house for this, the 104th episode of 11 O'Clock Comics, brought yeah. to you by what? DCBS, Discount Comic Book Service, where you can get all your favorite funny books and collectibles at huge discounts, all the way up to 75% off some stuff. And if you're a first-time customer, you can enter this code in your little selection box there and get another, on top of all that big old woman discounts, you get another 8% off. E-O-C-8. That's E-O-C-8. Get you another 8% off. And 
After you're done scooping up all them discounts, head on over to www.summitcitycomiccon.com because on May 22nd of this year, they are going to have the Summit City Comic Con. It's going to be cool. $10 to get you in. If you're an artist type, you get a free six-foot-long table to hawk your wares. It's going to be an intimate show, people kissing in the aisles and other stuff. Uh, some of the guys that are going to be there, Andy Jewett, Ben Teed, Dave Wachter, Guns of Shadow Valley, Good going, Dave, for being nominated for an Eisner. Oh, my God. That's big. And good for him. Jim Heffron, Jim Nelson, Jim Ruge, John Kulsar, Matt Kent, Mike Norton, Robert Aikens, Ryan Stegman, Steve Bryant, Tim Seeley, and Zach Hisself. So two Earls you got to remember. www.dcbservice.com and www.summitcitycomiccon.com. That's all she wrote. Boom. Well done. Thank you. I give Lon Buddha a rest. We use that for three weeks in a row. Anybody else wants to do the promo? Send it in. I'll play it. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. What are you drinking? It's Monday. Yes, it is. I needed an after-work beverage. I don't know about you all. Wow. What are you drinking, Chris? I'm drinking... Oh, nice. (laughs) Uh, I'm drinking a uh, uh, Shaffley uh, Dry Hopped APA ale and it is uh it is tasty and it is it is hop hop hoppy wow hoppy you should have been drinking that around easter time then how you hopping now yeah it's it's hopping around not the easter bunny no yeah it's 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 i like really excuse me a really hoppy beer so this is gonna it's uh, st louis's own shaffley brand beer it's good stuff it's uh, a missouri's second largest brewer you know Wow. I did he, not know that. You know who else likes hoppy beers? Who does? Dave Wachter, recently nominated for an Eisner for, <laughs> for Guns of Shadow Valley. Nice. No, that's awesome. I'm so giddy for That is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So fucking deserving. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's that's a, absolutely. He's some stiff competition, though. Uh, oh, God, you're right. Yes. You're right. Yeah. Stewart, yeah. Kershaw. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's Kershaw, Stewart, uh, uh, Wachter. Uh, uh, who else? Oh, oh uh, uh the comics, uh, the uh, Bayou, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's it's stiff competition, but that that is a major honor. And I was going to say that that's an honor to be nominated with all that top tier oh, talent. Puts his name hopefully on more people's radars. Yeah, yeah. You know, hopefully they'll uh, uh, Guns of Shadow Valley will see print now, and and you'll be able to slap that Eisner nomination on there, and it'll be uh, it'll be all good. And Dave can all take us out for steak dinners next convention. Ooh, nice. nice. I'd rather right. a hamburger. <laughs> no. All right, now you keep that shit up. <laughs> You're gonna come to Chicago, and I'm gonna take you out, and I'm gonna buy I, I, you. I like the beef, steak. but as long as it's on a bun, dude. <laughs> then you, then My boy, then you, then you've like never had, then you've never had a real steak. I'm not, yeah, just like sitting down eating meat. I don't know. Oh you my never God. had I a real steak. Lay down and eat it. That's Jay- right. and, and, and Jason, Sal, and I have seriously had long conversations about this. Yeah, that how is I it don't possible doubt it. that that Jason has never had a good steak? Oh, I've had good steaks. I just don't like steak. <sighs> then you haven't had a good steak. I just oh, I don't. Jason, I don't understand this. Th- but what you know, are you this, drinking, Jason? There well, are t- wait. Let me just. Say, there I'm are times. Great steak, but I love Jason all the time. But there are some times where I love him even more. And then this is that. that time right now. Yeah, wow. you know, no. Here's what I would say: I, I've had really good steaks that are delicious. So I'm not going to say like, oh, there's no such thing. But in if I had, you know, 30 days to live and I could have a different thing to eat each of those 30 days, I may have beef one of those 30 days, and it would be a hamburger. Nice. You get that filet mignon, put it on a bun. There you go. 
You're wrong. What are you drinking? Jeff Lettignan grind it up in a grinder, throw some ketchup, salt, and pepper on it. Put it in a put it in a sausage casing. Woo! Then you're going. Some potatoes. This might be my last episode. This might. This is the lack of the lack of blackest night talk has made me upset. Oh my god! This is what may push me over the edge. It made you upset, even though you started off with a Marvel book last week. I tried three times to talk about blackest night last week. Bullshit! You did not. You did it. Let's start talking about blackest night. Jason, are you ready to talk about this? And Vince is like, hey, I've five minutes. Oh. A guest. You know, we should have let them fucking talk about it. We would have been done in five minutes. I know. On this week. And they all joined together at the end in a rainbow of colors. Yay! Wonderful. Right. Oh, I'm, see, sorry. That's I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Keep going. Oh, motherfucker. Next time we bring up that Japanese shit, I'm going off. <laughs> Jason, bring what it. are you drinking? Bring it. <laughs> uh, I'm drinking Yingling Lager. Taking a picture oh, of because I'm, I'm just trying to do a little light, low light. It's Monday. It's uh, I mean, it's uh, it's 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 uh, right before the con, so I want to uh, stay relatively uh, uninebriated since we're going to be piss drunk for about 96 hours straight. Can you hear yep. my heart thumping in my chest right now? I had a, I had a Yingling uh, Black and Tan this past oh, weekend. Oh, that's good stuff. Nice. It, had to, it had to be uh, smuggled. Into the into the state, Florida. <laughs> Where'd I you think. put it? I, uh, we, we were out for pizza, and uh, and someone brought some Yingling black and tans because they had gone down to visit their parents over Easter, and mm-hmm. uh, they brought it back from Florida with them. Oh. Well, you know, I um the the gin I mentioned last week, uh, Bulldog, the, the new gin I was trying. I little did I know that it's uh it's, yeah, it's only like available, available in two states. Jersey happens to be one of them, but I didn't I didn't know that. So yeah, but uh, you can find it on some um. Some uh, internet retailers, but yeah, apparently it's not it's not national yet. So, or you or you could bring sure. some with you. <laughs> yeah, it's not likely. I gotta fit sketchbooks and no, you take that and... you take that shit back with you. So you have to load up on the booze to then no, no. free up space for the trip. You gotta back. bring the sketchbook to have the sketches put in to bring back. Yeah, but I thought there's a three ounce limit for um, liquids. Uh, not what you check. Yeah, you could check. You know, you could check a brick of TNT all you want. You you, you can clear, you yeah. can. You can travel with at least three fifths of of Jim Beam. Oh, I don't see. I don't. I don't check anything. I. I oh, all. I check. I always check. Yeah. yeah. All I right, check Vince. Vince, uh, Vince, what are you drinking? I, I'm drinking crystal clear, refreshing water. HTO. Was going to say that. I, I knew you was going to say that. Can you always mm. lie? Uh, That's a no. I, I'm all about the truth. I do not lie. You can't handle the truth. At least as it applies to myself. So. Yeah. David, pick us back up. You Let me guess. He's drinking something with grapes in it. Maybe. Gato Negro. Malbec nice. from uh, Argentina. Ooh. We've been going nice. there a lot lately, haven't we? You know, yeah, well, you oh, because of, um, well, last week, yeah, the on Friday, there was a, uh, well, it wasn't really a basket because it was a cardboard box, but um, <laughs> a couple in a of my Irish co-workers had a, um, got together and, and had a basket of cheer, and uh, I grabbed some... Irish whiskey that I'm going to use to um, clean out my paintbrushes and uh, <laughs> oh, that's not I even right. Up, Every, oh, we're all insulting the shit out of each other. To the, to the, <laughs> I guess we're doing that. I guess we're I doing that. It's just all the love. So yeah, uh, oh yeah, we're we're getting it all out. out yeah, all out is, in the yeah open. we're going to be spitting up blood in a little bit and, and you know <laughs> shitting blood. We're all going to be sleeping in the same fucking room real soon. So oh yeah, okay, there we go again with the same room shit. And you know damn well we're not all going to be sleeping in the same I room. Listen, Tony, to know that they they think we're all together. It's okay. It Why don't they call it a basket of drunk instead of a basket of cheer? Because well, it's, it's for Irish people. That's that's inevitable. 
right. Now it's so, like that now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> See, but here's the thing about why that's not fair. I can't start busting back the rhetorical Jewish jokes because then everyone be call me a racist. I know. Yep. Make fun of the mix. Make fun of the mix and the wops all they want. Me and Vince can get assaulted left and right, but we try to make fun of the dap, and all of a sudden we're racist anti-Semites. Okay. okay. Because he has his clan. I, I would say you can't. Go ahead. What, who's in the comfort of but I can't say that on the internet so I'll be banned for life I'll be thrown oh, it's true you're actually Please. worried about what people are going to say about you no but hey oh, we've oh, been oh, called oh, racist wait, before wait, wait wait what what field do I work in uh, all right greedy capitalist yeah, yeah. No, I, get, I, I, I get that all right I know no and, and Vin, as Vince pointed out too you know the whole what we've been labeled before so we'll yeah. just hit that side I'll, I'll refrain from that I was just drunk Hey, 11 o'clockers, this is G-Dog calling. I uh, listened to the episode for this week and just heard the rumor that Neeson was talking about, how the Marvel Essential line looks like it could be going away sometime soon. And, uh, I don't know, I have a feeling in my gut that this is going to end up being true and that my favorite way to read comics is now going to be disappearing. I love The Essentials. I love Showcase Presents. I love the archive versions that Image does. I love Strangers in Paradise pocketbook version. I love the black and white reprint. I wish all comics were like that. But now that the Spider-Man Fantastic Four Avengers, all those titles in their essential collections were getting up to my favorite era in comic books, the mid to late 70s, just as they're just about ready to start putting those essentials in the works and release them, oh, it's going to be great. Line's going to get canceled. <sighs> so, great. Well, there is there is some hope, though. You know what's not getting canceled anytime soon? Well, hold on. Let me, let me load up a browser. Okay, hold on. Let me do this quick search. Oh, what do we have here? Hmm. Avengers Gigatorrent. Fantastic Four series complete. Hmm. Amazing Spider-Man all. Hmm. Interesting. It looks like I can get the same material collecting those reprints in full color for free. And now it's going to be my only option. Thanks, Marvel. You're doing everything you can to drive me away from paying you. In, in order for our friend uh, Tiki, Tim Rackwitz, to not blow a gasket, have a stroke, go into vapor lock, Chris, I'll be the one to ask, can you please talk about Blackest Night a little bit? Yeah, get it again. I would, like to, I would like to have a conversation about this event with whoever would like to join me. And I Do it. Luckily, I, be, I believe that Jason has been reading along. Now, now David, oh, you, you, you apparently were, were waiting... For this, and I am, not, I am going to. I have, I have not started yet. If you okay. would like to step away, <laughs> and, and not be, I'm just saying, oh, if, you like step, polite. if you would like to step away and not and not be spoiled, <laughs> I would like to talk a little bit about the series. Yes. And there are some great reveals, and I would like to not spoil this for you. That's very sweet of you. That's that. That is. That I am. I am touched and, and honored. But um, <laughs> so I'm going to leave it up to you. You may. You, you may continue. Okay. You sure? Okay. Now, Vince hates is, he spoilers. Yeah. Vince is Vince is probably never going to read this. So oh I no, no! I'll 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 be glad to read it. 
when DC uh-huh. starts selling those digital comics for a buck a pop, I'll buy all the Blackest Nights. There you go. <laughs> well, don't act like the fucking competition across the streets doing it at a fucking discount. <laughs> this is why we don't record on Monday nights usually, yeah, folks. Really? Uh, go ahead. I want to hear Blackest Night because I'm I'm interested. All right. Harry. Blackest Night and mm. Jason, you you yes. you pick me up and help me out here. No, Bla- right. Blackest Night. Everyone else started um, about what ten months ago. Was was kind of the the, the four, three night. four years ago. Well, yeah, probably, you know, probably honestly about, yeah. you know, 18 months ago, uh, yeah. conclusion of Sinestro Core War was the, the move into Blackest Night. And we had, we had a few months of, of prelude of, of kind mm-hmm. of the, the warm up into it. And then, and then the, the, the main series, uh, hit. Now, now what can I want inter- about- Wait, wait, uh-huh. can I interrupt one second? Sure. And I'm going to give Mr. John some props. I uh-huh. think Blackest Night began with Green Lantern Rebirth. Yeah, yeah, he, he yeah. They're, they're, yeah. They're, they're little tiny seeds planted in that for for, yeah, for Blackest Night. So cool, absolutely. Good, good on that's, Johns. That's exactly where I was going in in that. Uh, what I liked about what I liked about the series in general is that there's there's three different ways to read it. You can read Blackest Night, uh, the miniseries one through eight, and it works as a pretty cohesive story. Now I haven't sat down and read one through eight in one shot, but looking back through it, it's like okay, yeah, I, I can get a pretty complete story. Now you can step out of that and expand your sphere a little bit and read the Green Lantern and Green Lantern Core to uh, to get uh, an even more immersive story and and more of what's going on in in the in the larger Blackest Night, this war of you know uh, war of emotion that's going yeah. on. And then you can take it even further and read all of the Blackest Night tie-ins, which I, I think each one of those, they did a nice job of adding to the story, but not having information that was absolutely crucial to what was going on. It was important, but not crucial, and certainly entertaining. But then, as Vince said, you can take this all the way back to Green Lantern Rebirth, and this is what it's been working towards. Mm-hmm. And and there there are these little hints, and of course, all this stuff is, is kind of um, the the seeds of it were from some some work of Alan Moore. Uh, in uh, yeah. uh, was it uh, Tales of the Green Lantern Corps? Yeah. yeah, it was, yeah, uh, it was, it was a, a little short called Ty- what, Tiger Tiger or something. Yeah, like that. I think Kevin O'Neill uh, drew it too, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. yes. And yes. and you know we Tigers. always sorry it was Tigers just plural. We always hear the company line that oh we've been planning this for years and 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 uh, this is not a, a quote event. This has been a naturally progressing story. In in John's case, I believe I think it. it was. I believe yeah. it. No, I'm not, I'm not I won't say that it's they're not there's not a little bit of the company line in there but I'm I'm pretty convinced that he he has this had this plan for a long time. One one of the things that that I really enjoyed about it is that he he's gone you know John's probably does this better than anyone of going back and mining the history and saying okay well here's kind of a throwaway line or or uh, a throwaway concept but now let's let's bring it back and make it something very cool now Sinestro was the greatest lantern right before Hal that's right and he he uses that and ties it into this prophecy of the blackest night and the brightest day and sinestro actually 
becomes in a lot of ways the greatest lantern he he ascends to this uh to this mantle that that's pretty that's pretty important in blackest night and and i love how how johns was able to say hey if he was if he was supposed to be the greatest lantern we can bring him back to that in in a lot of ways this uh it kind of parallels star wars i mean if you look at star wars was the uh, the fall and redemption of anakin skywalker I don't know what's going to happen with Sinestro. I mean, he's still Sinestro, but in a lot of ways, you can kind of look at this as maybe close to being the redemption of Sinestro. I don't think it's quite there yet, but um, it, it, it was interesting to see that character's progression from from Rebirth to uh, to Blackest Night, and it'll be be interesting to see what happens in Brightest Day. Now, now I don't I don't know if you have a synopsis or anything planned, but uh, and really. I hope this doesn't kick it off the tracks. But what was it exactly that turned Sinestro? Um, I don't. I don't know. Well, go ahead, Jason. I don't want to hear your opinion. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if it was something necessarily specifically, but the context of it is that basically, um, you know, uh, Necron through the Black Hand and all the the Black Lanterns have basically taken over the the universe. But but most of the uh, constructs or zombies, whatever you want to call them, the black the Black Lanterns, they 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 really sort of coalesce around um, Oa and then Earth um, for for you know story plot reasons but but you can imagine it, obviously because that's where the story takes place to make it the most impactful to to readers but but the, it's sort of it, at the at the climax of it um you know there the, it's believed you know we well, all everyone talked about oh everyone's going to come all the different uh colors are going to combine to form white and it's going to defeat you know the black lanterns and that really was not occurring exactly i mean they were being able to get rid of the <laughs> the uh the zombies by having two, yeah. two any two lights hit a zombie at once you know sort of like uh they could get rid of different constructs but they really weren't affecting necron or black hand in any way shape or form with with the com- combination so they um so they the first thing they did was they basically which is they they um each each of the leaders of the uh, of the uh, tribes uh, or the the, uh, the the cores got to um, name a um, uh, another um, you know almost like a, a new guardian yeah a new guardian exactly so there were basically went from seven guardians to fourteen guardians and uh, uh, and that still didn't work um, and uh, and it was sort of at that moment where um, you know you're kind of waiting for someone to step up and basically that's where Sinestro just takes control and he he doesn't I mean he didn't really do it in a heroic way so much as you know this is my destiny I'm the greatest and I'm just going to do it you know and it's yeah. again it's like it's back to willpower and you know what is a Green Lantern all about it's willpower and I think it kind of you know when people say that Sinestro was going to be the greatest Green Lantern of all time it gets back to he has unbelievable willpower right and that was sort of his moment to say i have the best willpower of any you know anyone you know on the in the universe and so i'm going to take control and i'm going to run this shit and uh and so he does you know he becomes the white lantern um yeah, yeah i think I mean, that I mean, willpower I mean, stems from his vanity though yeah, yeah he's incredibly yeah. He's, vain he's, he's still a weird mix between snidely whiplash and hitler mm-hmm. No, I was just, I was just curious because in the Sinestro Corps War, which I admit was awesome, he wasn't exactly, you know, the the planet devouring Antichrist uh, scourge of the the universe. But he wasn't the good humor man either. I mean, he was cutting down lanterns left and right. So he absolutely hates the amount of control and hubris that the Guardians have. Who mm-hmm. who is it that put them in charge? Why did why do they think? Also, that he's a they, Republican. That they, 
Um, kind of. I don't, I'm you, 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 you no big government. Yeah, yeah. It's well, it depends on how you look at it, but yeah, it, he he thinks that the or believes that the guardians are are out of touch with what with what it really takes to kind of run the show. Right. And it's and yeah, it's he he's not as as black and white evil as as he's always been. You know, and, and and that's kind of the, this thing of of modern comics is is showing the levels of gray in in right. characters. Now, is he? He's still a bastard. He's still right. a bad guy. I think that it's important that we don't lose sight of that. Um, but Al could be a bastard too. Sure, sure, absolutely. But, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I think they're coming from different places, though. You know, I mean, Sinestro obviously is. Um, I, I think he he. He definitely has that um, uh, totalitarian, you know, drive, thing driving him that he knows what's best and, and is willing yeah. to, to to achieve his goals at any, you know, that's the ends justify the means type of thing. Um, and and how's arrogant at times? Yeah, but I think his arrogance is born out of just thinking he he's able to do anything, you know. Right. But but it's always yeah, about for good. Yeah, he's not like Hal doesn't want to lead for the sake of leading. He wants to lead for the sake of trying to do what's right. And sometimes he can get consumed by his own hubris and and not really, you know. I, but I think you're right. I mean, I think well, obviously, look for forever and ever. I think one of the most interesting dynamics between Hal and Sinestro is that is there uh, is is the symmetry between them, right? I mean, that's they're kind of two sides of the same coin in many ways. Yeah. How, how how will lead because he has no fear of failing, right? But but almost you know, to a fault, right? Yeah, almost, right. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, you know what happens with Sinestro and 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 uh, you know, we, are we going to talk about the White Lantern and gotcha. yeah, sure, it's yeah. Uh, uh, apparently, as, as is kind of revealed, each each color of of each colored core has kind of an avatar. Yeah. Uh, P- Parallax being, I guess you can call him an avatar of of that emotional spectrum. Mm-hmm. It's like an embodiment of, of that emotional spectrum that that makes up, you know, the 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 rainbow of light. And um, uh, so so each of these are, are kind of like the the power. Ion is the ion. The ion power is the Green Lantern's yes. avatar. Yes, which for, is long established for, for Will. But there is there is uh, this this. Avatar for the for the white light, which is life, and Hal is attracted to this, and I think that it is attracted to Hal to kind of imbue him with the power of of life, and uh, and Sinestro kind of kind of cock blocks him, and uh, and yep. and takes this over. You know, that's kind of how I would describe it. It's like, uh, uh-uh, no, this is this is this is my thing, and and yeah, I. I I don't know. It's kind of interesting. If Sinestro were this really evil being, would he have been able to, to you know, take on the embodiment of of this, you know, power right. of of life? You know, I don't know. Um, For those that aren't reading it, just to be clear, that the the, the I guess the the white light really. Oh, we lost somebody. We lost, we lost David. David. We lost David. <coughs> okay, I'll, I'll get him back. Here. Too much Green Lantern for him. I'll get him back. But uh, what were you saying? I'm sorry. No, back- I was going to say for those that that aren't that didn't read the book, that the whole premise really is that so Necron is basically coming back. He's unstoppable. He's sort of he's death, the embodiment of death. And what we come to find out is the reason they're coalescing around Earth <clears throat> is that the the white entity is actually at the core of Earth. And uh, through this prophecy, we learn that Earth that the uh, that the start of life in our universe was on Earth. Nice. Um, and 
Uh, obviously, that leads to a lot of other questions, which seemingly could be stories in the future, because uh, that would be somewhat contradictory. It's always been believed that the source of life was on Oa um, in the Green Lantern myth, and we come to find out that that's actually been a lie that the uh, that the uh, Guardians have purported for their but, own... But it also makes sense if you look at, you know, the whole 52 matrix and how... Right, how, and why it's the center... Is, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. the center planet, so... Right. I wonder, like, when, when, uh, from hearing you guys talk about the colors and, and, and reading parts of, of this story, I'm wondering if Jeff Johns is aware of, of Magic the Gathering or has played at all. Because the, oh, col- oh. the, the colors, <laughs> the colors in this are extremely similar. And it's nothing new. I mean, color, not, color yeah. theory, well, right. I'm just it's saying. The, it's, it's the spectrum, you know. Right, right. but the, the attributes, of white, that's the protection color, it's the life color, it's, you know, green is big ass creatures, spells and growth and just like beatdowns, black is the zombies and the dead and, and, you know, decrepit, blue is magic and again, like protector, uh, protecting, so it's very similar and it's very cool because you're, you're rattling off these colors and I'm like, damn, this is, this is magic, the gathering. Right. You know? Well, I mean, yeah. I have no idea about that. What's either, red? But- Red is the fiery pits of hell, direct damage, huge colossal fireballs, uh, searing heat, dragons. That that's that's pretty much red. I mean, you know, quick. Red is red is really quick. Folklore. Yeah, yeah. Well, in the game, I mean, it's colors have been attached to folklore for a long right, time. Right, right. So and that yeah. that's very cool. That you know, just that's that's actually it. my uh, one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite cores was was the red lanterns. I, I think that there's a lot that they can do. With that, with that, oh, for sure. And Atrocitus is is a great character. Very cool. Yeah, yeah very. Hopefully, cool. they'll <laughs> supply them with bibs in their new uniform. But what happened with Mero was awesome. But uh, no, uh, you know, staying stand with the uh, the theme of the colors and the, the different cores. I mean, we we're seeing something. I mean, a radical shift with Green Lantern is that the 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 color the different colored cores aren't going anywhere. I mean, this is this is a part of of Green Lantern canon now. Is that you have all of these different cores, and they'll. It's going to be interesting to see how the different factions line up together, and you can, you know, you can imagine that that there are different cores that will not get along with each other. Like obviously, the Green Lantern Corps and the and the Sinestro Corps will not will not get along um the the red you know red lanterns and sinestro core will not get along mm-hmm. and and i think you'll have the the blues and the indigos will try and be peacemakers and you know so it, it creates this really interesting uh political landscape and and thing that the, that could really be built on in the in the gl universe well, who, yeah, so, wa- who watches the various cores is well, who's the, the ultimate authority? That's the question. That's the question. That's the question. And I think that'll be, it's real, for now, it's the Guardians. I mean, I think there'll be stories now coming out of this with the Guardians, right? I just, the, did the Guardians survive? Um, yeah, I, th- I mean, I, I assume so. There's Gantha and what, um, uh, is it? Gantha uh, and Atrocitus and Larflees. Um, oh, th- those Guardians. I'm talking about the oh, Guardians oh, of the Universe. Mean, Oh, 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 no, oh, oh, no, I'm sorry, I meant the New Guardians, I should clarify yeah. that, the, the New Guardians, meaning the leaders of each of the cores, I assumed, but, um, um, yeah, no, I don't know about the other Guardians, that's a good point, because, I mean, some of them survived, definitely, because, like you said, Ganth, it's a Green Lantern now, um, uh, you've got uh, the his so, his so, yeah Saeed his, is, is it chicken, Saeed his, or Saeed or, yeah, Saeed, she's going to be the orange, orange's, uh, Bitch. 
basically do <laughs> girl, whatever that means. That was yeah. her promise. Sla- yeah, she's um, a slave of the orange. Center. But just so, just to to because ra- I we were talking a little bit about what happened. So yes, yeah, so Sinestro, the white the white entity is pulled out of the earth because of what's going on with Black Lantern, and that was all of Necron's plan because he wants to slay the thing because once he slays the thing, then then death can just exist. And and Necron's like the ultimate nihilist. As we find out, he's not really evil either. He he's not. It's not about uh, killing for the sake of it. It's about in him for he believes that 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 the absence of life is the way the universe is, is meant to be and that uh, life is almost like an infection of a virus and that his job is to restore the universe to the way it was which is nothingness um, and to do that he has to kill this white entity and and instead extinguish all of life uh, Sinestro grabs it basically says you know I am you know it's my destiny I am the white lantern and probably gets uh, he kills Necron badass and all but then promptly uh, I should say Sinestro is then promptly killed by Necron right and you're like oh damn I guess that was pretty true it's like the you know, it's like the scene out of Indiana Jones when the dude is you know sh- shaking his scimitar back and forth and then he pulls the gun out and shoots him you know that's kind of like what it was like you have this big build up where Sinestro is like my destiny is to be the White Lantern and then Necron kills him but then the White Ring brings Sinestro back so Sinestro kills Necron uh, and then you're like, okay, this is gonna, where's this gonna go? And then, uh, one of the, um, one of the random human black, black lanterns immediately becomes Necron. And it's like, you can't kill, you know, Necron's already yeah. the absence of life, so you can't kill him anyway, it can't be stopped. Um, and it goes from there, and that's where the, sort of the, the white lanterns come into play. Um, and they all combine to defeat, um, you know, they defeat, uh, uh, they defeat, they launch the black the white lanterns launch they they bring back anti monitor um and basically anti monitor and necron fight um oh, and not again really yeah, monitors no, it was it was pretty quick it was remember though anti monitor was the black lantern battery from jump street that was how the uh, end of the sinestro core war ended Right. The, yeah. So I mean, it, well, that wasn't out of the blue. It wasn't like he was, you know. But uh, but then Necron sends Anti Monitor back to the Antimatter Universe, which is actually kind of cool because it's like you're saying, kind of gets rid of him because he's been around now kind of for a while. Um, and then uh, and then the but the the thing is is ultimately the Black Hand begins spewing out all these white rings, um, and the rings selectively bring back. To life, many of the DC universes long dead or, or recently dead, but important characters. Shall we? Uh, shall we? Shall we run them down? I've got the. Uh... I think so because I think the most interesting reveal of this was that two things. I mean, the big sort of concept is that, and it's you know he spells it out and right there in the text. From here on out, dead is dead in the DC universe, and I know we can all yeah. say yeah, right until the next writer wants to, and that's probably true. But Johns is the chief creative officer, so at least for the next few years, dead is going to be dead, yeah. and I, that's what he's yeah, doing. You, you know what? They're, this they're I dead. think this is you know the, initially I was like oh my god mass resurrection another little claptrap of comics but no it's very cool because again we have this this kind of symmetry between Marvel and DC this is a, a heroic age of sorts now for the DC mm-hmm. universe mm-hmm. because they're 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 all back Yahoo! Well, that's the and thing, I, though. They're not back. That, that's the thing. John's, and that's, the, that's what I was going to say. The second interesting thing of this is that they brought specific heroes back, or not just heroes, specific characters back, but they didn't bring everybody back. And so that does set an interesting, like, yeah. the question is why well, yeah. did they, why some and not others? Clearly, John's doesn't do anything randomly, so he chose these. I'm sure we're going to hear story, but it's interesting. He brought, he brought specific characters back and left, specific, like, for example, uh, Ralph oh, Sue still dead. I, I don't care who he brings back as long as he brought back Aquaman. I don't care. That's yep, the one. Aquaman is back. There think, you go. Think, you know what? I think there are major plans for There better yeah. be. For there Aquaman. better be. Well, so Chris, so who's brought back? Let's see. Aquaman's back. Uh, uh, I've got uh, okay. 
left, left, left to right. Left, left to right. Well, I don't. What do you mean left to right? I don't. What do you mean left to right? I've got the big spread. The big. The oh, big, oh, oh, I don't have it handy. The, I'm big, just going the big four four page spread here. Oh, okay. uh, it's a foldout. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's nice. a four page foldout. It's really nice. Uh, first of all, is um, uh, Thawne is uh, uh, Reverse Flash. Okay. Professor Zoom, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it Professor Zoom or Reverse Flash? Always get them confused. Where's Tom? I, whenever we need him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Zoom. It, it's, yes, it's it's yeah. it's Thon, whoever it is. Thon, it's Zoom. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, next, uh, I'm sure we'll have some uh, some impact in the Wonder Woman uh, world. Is uh, Max Lord is back? Ooh. Oh, that's so stupid! No, are you kidding me? Hey, it's uh, wait, wait. Now, from what I've heard, they they brought back Max Lord, but. They I'm didn't bring back Ted, Ted Cord. <laughs> no. See, there you go. Oh, so now man. That is, that's very but think of what those two, both of those two characters Chris just named have in common. They represent names points rhyme? when two of the DC's big seven had to do something that they should never do, which is take a life. Yep. Skill. Yep. So by bringing those two back, you basically reestablish the sanctity of Wonder Woman and Flash as heroes who aren't willing to take lives. But it does not erase Very the fact nice that point. she did kill him in the first place. I agree place. with you, Vince, but I, w- I think that's that's in- that's fertile ground to explore, though, right? Because Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's... I, I, my point is, I think that's why those two villains are back, but I don't... I think that's the reason, because it kind of reverses what they did, but it really doesn't, right? Because the, they still did it. It still happened. Right. So, All uh, those emotions generated by the incident correct. haven't gone away. I think that is a fantastic point. Uh, next, uh, which uh, creates the possibility for an interesting team, is um, uh, Hawk is back. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Hawk and Jack, so, so now, and if you would read the Teen Titans Blackest Night miniseries, mm-hmm. the new Hawk died. Right. So you have you have the new the new male dove. Hawk and a female dove. Yes. Yeah. Um, so this this Hawk is Hank? Yes, yes. it's Hank Hall. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So yep. yeah. So Hank Hank Hall <laughs> David. Yes, correct. Correct. <laughs> Very good, David. Very nice. What, what was that? Monarch. <laughs> um um Chris, uh, it. Next is Jade. <laughs> Jade, oh, yeah, okay. No. Okay. So you've well, got you some, knew, mm-hmm. We saw that coming. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you've, you've got some, some interesting ground to go over with uh, JSA now because it's Alan yeah. Scott's daughter. Well, and, and plus, remember, Kyle is it's Kyle's, bound, yeah, bound to Soranik not to literally his life. They, 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 the, the, that's how he got brought back to life uh, during the, the, during that he was killed and that he was brought back to life by the, uh, the, uh, the uh, Star Sapphires combined his and Soranek's life energy, so they're they're literally bound. Their lives are bound. So, Dude, so I don't you, you got to pick somebody to be bound to. That's a good choice. Yeah. Definitely. And, 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 and hey, what, let's not forget that Soranek, Sinestro's daughter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, Dawson's it's... Creek. Here we go. Really? So, when did? Yeah. Okay, I during didn't this, catch during this. It was yeah, revealed. it's, yeah. it's nice. It's, it's, yeah, it's Sinestro. It's Sinestro's biological daughter that That's he had to leave. Neat. Okay, so they marked her. That? That's that's the the, the teardrop. Yeah, that's correct. Yep, those yeah, yep, her, right. yeah, her tattoo is not just a tattoo. It is a biological marker that Sinestro yeah. can track no matter where she is in the universe. Yeah. So did he always know this, and he was just playing yes. with her? Yeah. Oh, yes. yes. Rick? Uh, next, I, is this Owen or Digger? It's Captain Boomerang. It's the it's the older one, whoever that is. It, oh, it's I don't. Oh, the father. It's, 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 it's Digger, it's, right? It's the older the rogue, Digger. right? 
but he's brought, but he's young. He's young again, which is a little weird. But they're saying I was reading about how it's kind of weird they're making him look young again. But it is Digger. Yeah, is that is that so they can bring back the original Captain Boomerang and we can kind of forget about Owen, who was I have no idea. Just yeah. never figured out how to use him. Well, you guys are much more familiar with the John's Flash stuff than I am, so I don't know. I mean, I have no idea what the significance of Captain Boomerang is, other than he was one of the rogues, and I know that Captain Boomerang, the senior, killed. Um, I was, yeah, killed, I was uh, say, yeah, identity yeah. crisis. Tim Drake's dad come back. Yeah. Killed Drake's dad. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Okay. So, oh, uh, who's for Tim? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Tim, Tim's Tim's got his own issues, which mm-hmm. we'll get to in Return of Bruce Wayne. Uh, next, Ronnie Raymond, original Firestorm. Yeah, no, Very that's, nice. That's what I was going to tell you, ask that, you guys yeah, about, that. because I don't think I've ever read, like, I've, oh, I've read some, some quarter bins this weekend, buddy. Yeah, oh, yeah. I've read Firestorm, like, here and there, like, a, yeah. like random issues, and, and, and when he was in, like, group books, but I've never at all been clear about the different people that have been Firestorm. In no, the originally, it was just, it was Ronnie Raymond and Professor Martin Stein. That was it. Yeah. Once they got crazy with that, then I don't even know if Ronnie was ever merged with another entity. I think it was always them two, and then after Identity Crisis is when um, is when I guess Jason... And and whoever I guess what whoever he was nearby or whoever yeah. I, I, I never read any Jason stories yeah. so I don't yeah, know was, his girlfriend that. or right. or whoever. Now what's interesting about this is that Ronnie is back, Professor Stein is not, and it's it's Jason is is that his right? Name, it's Jason? Ronnie and Jason. Oh, Jason. wow! J- Ronnie and Jason are now merged, and they are Firestorm. Now and, 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 and Ronnie Raymond the. The zombie Ro- Ronnie Raymond killed Jason's girlfriend, so there's some. Yeah, I saw that. There. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now Good I'm assuming again because I don't know much about this character, but I, I can only assume that this is part of a somehow or another will be. I mean, we've I know we've long had a Firestorm ongoing series, and it's been canceled for a while. And I assume this is a, this is so they can reboot and start maybe trying another another crack at Firestorm as an ongoing. That's cool. Oh, he'll he'll probably you know be in Justice League. If, or yeah, if you if you want to read Firestorm, he was in the Justice League for what ten fifteen years, mm-hmm. a long time. Jason Pat Broderick, you got to at least yeah. seek out those original yeah. Firestorms. Yeah, great. we talk about it this weekend. Yeah, yeah great stuff. Um, and then next, okay, who's next? Uh, John Jones. Now that's the big one, and I think Beyond. that's what everyone expected. And, oh and, wow! See, yeah. I don't know yeah. how I feel about that. Yeah, Why? Because he just died. Well, mean? no, I don't. Well, not not just. Well, th- th- the way he he died, really. But I mean, it's just it it really it was it was one of the big deals with with identi- with with Final infinite the final Christ. Thank you, Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, <laughs> so it, it just I don't know. I mean, I didn't. I was I wasn't happy that mm-hmm. they killed him off. But I mean, Requiem was rather nice, and I mean, everything was was all quaint. Agreed. It, it kind of closed. The cha- I mean, granted, I, I may feel different when when I when I read the series and re- read this event, and and everything's done. But I mean, right now, just just my initial knee jerk reaction is like, oh well. I mean, I don't know if I'm yawning like Vince, but I'm not really right. like, oh. Well, well you maybe, know, maybe they'll make him a detective. How, how, long's how long's it been? How long's it been? Seven months? <laughs> no, it's it's been <laughs> a year, right? It's, it's... Oh, yeah. All right. Before you guys go on, let me let me ask you a question. Orion, Light Ray, Barda? No mention of them, buddy. Oh, oh come on. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No, no, 
No, that, no. That's uh, the, yeah. I mean, was there any new god presence at all throughout the? Event? No, no. Oh, say, okay, that, that makes sense why they wouldn't. But. Ah, it doesn't matter. There's no Aquaman presence, was there? Was he a dead zombie? Yeah, thing? yeah Aquaman was. Oh, Aquaman. okay. Oh yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You know the the new god. I I I think that I think that you will see. Well, new wait, god the new stuff. gods had their event with Final Crisis anyway. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you'll. Yeah, I think I think that this is just. Speculation. Nothing. Nothing I've heard from anyone except for what I've read in in interviews. So I think that DC wants to give the fourth world a break for a while and and not really worry about it. So hmm. you'll see the you'll see fourth world at some point, but hmm. it wouldn't surprise me if it's not another you know six, eight, ten years before oh, we no, see fourth world stuff. We're, we're, oh, well, we're, hey, I mean, it go, it goes fast, Vince. Hopefully, when Simonson gets tired of writing World of War or writing the World of Warcraft thing, he'll be ready for more Fourth World stuff. That'd be dope. That'd be yeah. cool. Yeah. Now, yeah. Aquaman was next, right? Original, were the original yep. New Guardians ever mentioned there in this? Like Floronic Man and and no. and no. okay, and the gay dude, uh, and the gay dude, <laughs> and the gay dude, uh, and, and the uh, English chick. Okay. Yep. Yes, and, and next is Aquaman. And awesome. Yay. Fun, now, by the way, I think that that is the next rebirth. I think too. Yep. I think that's because uh, Vance Giver was uh, interviewed by Ron at uh, at the oh, uh, Emerald no. City and said, "Yeah, I know." With here, so another, Josh, another sixteen months. <laughs> Josh, jo- well, Josh, and nobody joked, will care. Josh joked that it was. Uh, we'll 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 be talking about. It'll be their pick of the week in 2013. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I think yeah. I think that Johns and DC have huge plans for Aquaman. I think that I think that in a, in maybe 2013 we're going to be sitting here saying, "Can you believe how cool Aquaman is?" I hope so because I love Aquaman. He's I, making a commitment to 2013. Ooh, look at that! He's locking in. Yeah, uh, hey. That was one. Of I, the I don't think series I read was the uh, Peter David uh, Aquaman run, and, and I just loved it. And uh, hey, mm-hmm. there, there's been there's been some great Aquaman comics out there, both 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 Silver and Modern Age. It, it's they happen every once in a while. There's just a really good Aquaman series out there, but you know. Tom, when, when Tom is done with the Flash, he's doing Tom versus Aquaman. I know uh, he is. I'm kidding. Dude, are, I'm you, kidding. are you kidding me? Sword of Aquaman was awesome. Sword yeah, of Aquaman. That, yeah. and, and, and the, 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 the the Rick Veach stuff was great. That's, and, it, the, it's out there. It's out. It just needs to. There's there's this crazy sort of Atlantis, right? Sort of Atlantis. Sort it's of almost Aquaman. it's almost Atlantis. like the Flash. You know, people say, "Oh, he runs fast." You know, it's with Aquaman. Oh, he talks to fish. And there is this. I think there's this perception, even by comic book fans, of that he's a lame character. That you in the next couple of years, Aquaman is going to be going to be the big cheese. Now, I don't want to poo on see? it before I see it, but I do not think Vince Skyver no, no, no is the dude for the job. No disrespect to fans. Sorry, yeah. what? I, I don't think Vince Skyver is the guy for the job. I don't. No, no, no. Rice, I think, would be great. Uh, you know, whoever, whatever. I don't care. You, Just, you need an organic, a, an organic-based. Well, like we some, said, we've some, been through this. Yeah, I mean, this is... First of all, I don't know for sure. He, it's just that Van Skyver has long talked about two characters, Plastic Man and Aquaman. There's two yeah. characters he's most wanted to... Yeah. And, and he said to Ron at Vimmer City, he had just gotten done meetings with D, with DiDio and Johns, and he's got his next project. He's really excited about it. It's a huge deal. It's something he's always wanted to work on. So it's either Plastic Man or Aquaman, and I'm assuming... I could be totally wrong. I'm assuming it's Aquaman just because... You know, I don't. I haven't really I seen Plastic, Plastic Man, Man around, but if it's Plastic Man, that'd be really dope. Because I, yeah. I, well, I, I, I'll, I'll, I know whenever he wants to do Plastic Man, it is not the Plastic Man as we know him. Mm. 
They want. I, I I I think that I think he wants to. Uh, I think he wants to take it back to the um, the. Uh, Ill O'Brien. Uh, yeah, to, more the, the yeah the gangster the 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 criminal plastic man the uh, the the like very noir inspired stuff. yeah yeah the cool yeah so it's okay. uh, and you know what um, the character that um, um, and a lot of people I, I think Centris has talked about this uh, people ask Bendis if he were to ever write for DC what character mm-hmm. would he write you know what He's character a plastic man plastic man. Wow. Well, there you go. Absolutely, because he would do a he would a he would do a, a Plastic Man crime book. Well, How about giving Aquaman a Paul Pope? Ooh, Ooh. don't even tease it, brother. Yeah, don't, look, you know, look, what he, look what he did with Adam Strange. Can Vince. you imagine that applied to to yeah. Aquaman? Vince, you know what? I was just uh, doing some sorting in my uh, in my comic room this weekend, and and I saw. Well, I know you're very fond of the the uh, the Ladrone cable issues. Yes. Imagine, oh. throwing, imagine throwing Ladrone on there. I'm telling you, yeah, more attack. Well, take well, them yeah, off. Yeah, you, you, but, but you're talking Van Skyver. You want to you want to talk about a really delayed book? Put Ladrone on there. <laughs> yeah, mm. I don't know what's up with him because he. I mean, he did he's a European. He's on the regular. He's meticulous. I mean, he's, European. That's a, that's he's meticulous. A, right there. Yeah, you're right. How about Nathan okay. Fox or or yeah, Gabriel yeah. Hardman? Come on, he, he hasn't done hip flask in like four years. And Starkings had to go and do a prelude series. Speaking of Gabe Hardman, uh, catch up. Uh, um, I just saw Parker was Jeff Parker was tweeting that uh, he got the first. Shit, page Tom Fowler. Page. Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. I was just thinking. And, uh, just Jeff Parker was, was tweeting that uh, he saw Gabe's first few pages from uh, the new Atlas ongoing and just was uh, just blown away. So this is his best stuff yet. So uh, I got my uh, I got I got my Gabe page hung up. Here nice. in, the, in the man cave. All right, well, let's finish this up. Let's. Uh, who else? Um, is there? Uh, I, I would say Eric Canetti on Aqu- on Aquaman. Um, but moving on, that'd be cool. Yeah, be very awesome. cool. Um, Richard Hawkman, Corbin, Hawk Girl. Nice. Right now, the big thing of there is that it's not. Uh, it's it's not it's not Kendra. It's it's uh, it's it's right. Yeah. yeah, and she and she knows Carter, and she remembers Carter, and they are in love from the get go. Yeah. So oh, I don't know if this Kendra's just on the outs or it's awful convenient. I mean that was, but I mean that's that, that's always been with them though. They always that, keep getting that's, resurrected that's together. It's yeah. equivalent to to Jean Grey. I mean everybody expect yeah. if there's life and death. You just expect. Sure. Oh, but wasn't well, wasn't Carter all hot for Kendra for the longest time, and then well, yeah, because it was it, it was Shiara uh, reincarnated, right? Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. Well, oh, well, Carter did Carter know that, or did Carter think that, and Kendra didn't? Yes. Okay. Well, so so Kendra remember, was just a body makes, condom for Yeah, for it makes Shire. sense for it to be Shayara and Carter because um again another reveal during the whole Blackest Night saga of the last year is that the um Vince, you know how over the years in the uh, the, the center the, the Star Heart, the Star Sapphire, not the Star Heart, but the Star Sapphire, you know the 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 rock that they get their power from, mm-hmm. um, their, their lantern. Well, inside their lantern has, in, in, you know, solidified in crystal is a is is two bodies intertwined. You know, the ultimate embodiment of love. Well, you find yeah. out that that over the course of this, that uh, in one of the the uh, the arcs, that that the uh, the bodies are are. Are, Carter uh, and Shara. Carter and Shara. Yeah, I mean, so it's it's wow. that's yeah. So I mean, yeah. it only makes sense now that they would touching. come back to that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're supposed to be the embodiment of true love, right? That they, they just keeps coming back to each other. So, okay. I thought there so, were uh, boobies next, in the middle ne- of the. Ne- <laughs> <laughs> next is my absolute favorite, and it just makes so much sense, but is so not right that it's perfect. Solomon Grundy, Boston Brand. Yeah. 
Okay. No. What? I mean, no. I. I mean, <laughs> to see, no, 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 no. Wait, to see, to see him, you know, maybe actually get some action eyes on him, not just in <laughs> get some action. Yeah, he's been at. He's it. probably gonna get some action. Yeah, he's probably dying. Well, so it's. I mean, no one really. I mean, before Blackest Night, when was the last time really anybody was was thinking about that man? So I mean, it's it's cool Long that time. that he's going to be out there again. Oh, venture, venture all correctly. Yeah. But um, no, but it's I mean, weird, right? it's it's weird that he's of, he's going to be a dead, living dead yeah. man. Yeah. Dead dead man is alive. You know how long so is this going to last? People people are going to be able to see him now, and and he right. can actually interact with people instead yeah. of just grabbing a body and interacting that way. But what does no, dead man yeah. do if he's not dead? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know. Yeah, I can I find out. That's the point. We're probably going to find out most of the stuff during Brightest Day every every two weeks is what I assume they'll be chronicling all these characters in. I mean, that's that's my guess is what Brightest Day is going to be about. It's 26 issues over a course of a year. And given the first few covers I've seen of it, I mean, Aquaman's been on a cover and uh, Firestorm's been on a cover. So I assume they'll just it'll be sort of a day in the life of these guys all getting reacclimated to, to the DC Universe. But... Um, now the last one, because I know I don't have the cover here, but it's the only one you haven't named. Um, I don't know how I feel about this one because I never really thought much of the character in the first place. But uh, but uh, Osiris is the last one. Right? Yes, so, yeah, that's the last. Uh, one. I was just going to ask if yeah, if any of the Black Adam family. Yeah, Osiris is back, and I mean, again, like, did they do that so that they can? I don't, you know, I mean, he was not really all that important of a character until uh, I mean, <laughs> fifty two, and so he gets, I don't know. Yeah, shows up, gets eaten. Okay. Yeah, so you know, but. But obviously, I'm, I'm sure he again. Johns did this because he must have some story in mind for him in the near term. But uh, maybe you know, maybe he goes to the JSA. Maybe he joins the Titans. I don't know. I mean, I do some some. I would imagine he's something. Who's to say he's going to be good? Oh, fair enough. Yeah, uh, that's mm-hmm. true too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a good point. But uh, but the, the curious thing though is again. So all these guys are brought back, and now supposedly dead is dead. So that leaves a lot of characters that are beloved that are not back. Right? You know, Ted Cord. Um, you know, Ralph and Sue, um, you know, quite a, I mean, many, many others, many of the Titans that got killed. I mean, so, so there's, you know, I, I, all the, any non hero or character, like superpower, are all still dead. Yeah. Pa Kent and, you know, Martha and Thomas and the Drakes and the, Cat and the, the Graysons. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, what's her name? Wonder Girl's daughter, uh, baby. Wonder Girl's baby. What happened? Cat Grant's kid. <laughs> You're awful. You're so cute. You're funny. No, that was good. No, he, that, that was fu- Am I still shitty? I'm sorry. No, that, yeah, that, that was funny, Catgrad's kid. Yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 from the resurrection standpoint, there were a lot of characters that didn't get brought back, but some interesting choices in who did. I mean, we all knew from the beginning. That the, okay, here's the here's their chance to bring back pretty much anyone they want. And I thought it was some interesting choices. We pretty much all knew that John Jones was going to come back, but mm-hmm. beyond that, you know, and and you know, Hawkman and Hawkgirl, just like David said. I mean, that's the the phoenix of of the DCU. I mean, they're always going to come back uh, eventually. But um, yeah, that, that was that was neat. I think that we have some interesting. Um, places that that they can go for yep. for brightest day, and I guess that what I'm gathering is that is pretty much what brightest day is going to be about is the resurrected characters getting reintegrated into into the DCU. Is that kind of what you're getting from it? Yeah, that's what I, th- I assume it is. But you know, I yeah. guess we'll find out. Yeah. Very very cool. All right, here's another question. I don't remember, uh-huh. or I don't think I made it that far in the new Superman when. Uh, 
General Lane was experimenting on Doomsday. Did did Doomsday yes. eventually die in 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 the pages of Superman? And if so, did he come back in Blackest Night? He uh, did not come back in Blackest Night. And hmm. I'm I don't remember because I think they they experimented on him to the point where they just like he just expired. Uh, that's I kind of remember that maybe. But again. It's John's hatred for Doomsday. John's does not like Doomsday. <laughs> he doesn't. Greatest freaking villain in the DC universe. He doesn't like him. Oh, oh, oh. No, he is. Doomsday's awesome. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. <laughs> no, I, I think Doomsday is an interesting. Shit he made for yeah. DVD movie though. I don't oh. know if I would call him the greatest. I would probably oh. say that the Joker has has that one. Joker so, never killed Batman. <sighs> Depends on what else world story. You oh, yeah, that's true. That's else. very true. Good point. Good point. Uh-huh. No, but you have uh, Vince. Uh, he he's not. He's still under Lane's care. Um, okay, good. At least he's still alive. Yeah. Damn, Johns. Oh well. Uh, well, that uh, you guys have more to talk about because I mean, Tiki's no. probably his eyes are all rolled back in the back of his sure. head by now. No, yeah. It, well, more than anything, uh, it was uh, it was a really enjoyable. Uh, event as far as events go, yeah. it was. Um, I, I had fun with it, and me too. I think it was. You know, there were there were obviously things. Whenever you have a big event like this, there are going to be things that choices that people can nitpick, like you know why those seven characters to be the other new guardians, or why these guys coming back to life. But I I will say that in in the in the the way that John's always does it, he he he. Spent a lot of years messing up a lot of deck chairs, and then he's put a lot of the pieces back in yep. place for other people to tell stories, which is really ultimately what he has to do with these characters because he doesn't own them. Um, and I thought for for eight issues it was a lot of fun. Um, I think I probably I probably enjoyed the Sinestro Core War a little bit more, only because again that was a little bit more finite. It was a, a little new, bit more a new finite. concept. Yeah, and it, yeah. It, there were so many possibilities open to that. Um, but I really enjoyed this. This was probably of the mega events. This was my favorite DC event. Now, to yeah. be fair, I mean things like Crisis and stuff. I read you know 15 years after it came out, so I, it, it's hard to have the impact that it would have had at the time. I, I, I think they I think they what they did well is they. They kind of show that they've learned how to handle the big event, and in the regards of you can read the eight issue mini and you can get the story, and just like I said, you can expand the story by stepping out and reading this mini or this tie-in. They never lost focus that the spine of the event had to be the eight issue mini, and then if you want to step outside of that, read Green Lantern. Read Green Lantern Core, and if you want to know more, then you can read the tie-ins. Um, and speaking of uh, of all the tie-ins, the tie-in minis or the tie-in special um, uh, special issues, that kind of stuff. What was your favorite tie-in to the event? Well, I didn't read um, I didn't read all of them, so I would have to say the uh, the Titans one because that was one that I had very little expectation about, and then I think it was either you or someone else had mentioned yeah. me after the first issue. It was pretty decent. Uh, holy shit, it's good. <laughs> yeah, I picked up all that first the first run of that that first series of spinoffs. I picked up all at the uh, fifty cent bins at the Wild Pig Sale, mm-hmm. and uh, and read them all. And that was the one I thought was the most entertaining, and surprisingly so. Um, so that'll be my pick. But I, again, I didn't read uh, I didn't read a lot of the like I didn't read the JSA. I didn't the Wonder Woman. I read the first <laughs> issue and didn't keep reading it. So I just uh, well, how about you? It was okay. Um, I, I will remember that uh, the Blackest Night Teen Titans as being a a a big red flag to say, watch what what JT Cruel does. 
mm-hmm. a writer. Mm-hmm. And that that is that is a guy that's a name to watch at DC now. Uh he did a really nice job with that three issue miniseries and the other stuff that he's doing at DC. I, I, I think that, that that he is a guy to watch over there. Uh the other one, uh surprisingly enough, really liked the the Jonah Hex, uh the weird western tales. Oh, I didn't read any of those. Oh, they're 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 yeah, they, they did the uh, the resurrected single issues uh, mm-hmm. or Starman, which was really good. Oh, the Starman was good. I read that actually. Yeah, that was yep. good. The, uh, with the shade, yeah, that was cool. Mm-hmm. The uh, the weird Western tales. I, I really had a lot of fun with that. And uh, for that this weekend, I meant to read that, but I just I never picked it up. Yeah. And uh, the Suicide Squad, which uh, led into two issues of uh, Secret Six, right, was right. really good as well. Uh, if you're if you're uh, a John Ostrander Secret Six or a John Ostrander uh, Suicide Squad fan, mm-hmm. it, it had some some nice little nuggets there. Which uh, speaking of, um, not to deviate uh, too quickly, but uh, Showcase Presents Suicide Squad is coming out. The yes. oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. John Ostrander stuff came yeah, out. Yeah, sure. Loop so, but uh, oh, yeah, show. And, uh, Blackest Night, a lot of fun. Enjoyed it. I'm I'm glad it's over. Honestly, it was, yeah, agreed, it, was time, it was time it was time to wrap up. Uh it did get to kind of a valley in the middle there. It was like, okay, everyone who was dead is coming back and torturing everyone in every comic that you read. Right, right. And for about two, three months it was like, okay, I get it. So like all events it probably ran a couple months too long. But if you take out that lull in the middle, I think it was a really strong event. Um, it, it, a lot of great moments in it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So there you go, people. Blackest night talk for for forty minutes. Wow, love it! Yay! At least we up. won't have to listen to it this week <laughs> on, on, on the forum. My yeah. God, yeah, you'll be out of town. And <laughs> if, if if you would like to compliment Chris and Wood on their blackest night talk, you can Same hop on over to our forum at forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com or www.11oclockcomics.com. And if you go to the latter Earl that I just said, David has set up this cool Moblog for the Moblog, C- baby. Yeah, for the C2E2 show. David's going to be updating it constantly. That's his job this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Yeah, you, won't, you won't see me. I'll just be standing there pointing at shit. No, if, if, if um, yeah, if, if, on the on the main page the bullpenbulletinspodcast.com blog there's a tab that says 11 ocmo blog you click on that and as as uh photos get taken from my phone they'll be uploaded and uh you can join in the festivities well done as usual david do not Mm -hmm. what's going on 11 o'clock is this ralph i just finished reading the latest issue of amazing spider-man I gotta say, man, this gauntlet's getting better and better. The only issues of Spider-Man that I haven't really liked is the issues where um, Mark Wade's working with that artist, like Zeta, where it's the Vulture. I mean, you can't be drawing Spider-Man like an out-of-shape middle, middle-aged man. That's the only problem. Other than that, the new one with Van Lente, Van Lente and Gatos with the Scorpion totally rocks. So Amazing Spider-Man is definitely top of the stack. Later. Let's hear David. What are you reading, buddy? We we didn't hear you at all for the first. Well, 45. you know what you want to you 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 since since oh, they I, uh, I'm going to be talking for a while. Well, they they <laughs> peeped that. Well, I mean, I still have I still have my my one shot to talk about. But then talk you want to wait on the it. tag team? What do we? Oh, you read what I was? Yes. Oh, excellent. 
I think it's time for you guys to tag team. We just tag team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have the one book to all the uh, Jeff Loeb naysayers. The, there's one book that you can wag in someone's face as, as a fine example of a modern comic book, Ultimate X number 2. Yes. I'm not saying it was flawless, but it goes a long way to squelching some of those Jeff Loeb haters that are out there. This was a great issue, was it not, Dan? Each page, I was like, ooh, ooh. I just I yeah. kept squealing a little bit more until I got to the end. And, and I still, I, I didn't finish Ultimatum. I don't know a whole lot about what happened. I didn't know either, yeah. Ultimate Universe. So um, a lot of these were reveals to me only because I'm not familiar with what happened. With the X-Men. I'm guessing it didn't end well for them. No, no, not for a lot of them. Um, it, uh, it was, it was just, it was cool seeing everybody, and it's, what's even more cool is, is seeing everybody illustrated by Art Adams. Oh my god, yeah. That does not hurt. No, it, it is, we don't get to see enough of Mr. Adams, but man, he, he hasn't lost anything. This issue is unbelievably gorgeous. Every panel nice. is just, uh, I, I'm going to say it. The, guy, the guy's a master. I mean, it's, it, yes, but it's, he, it's busy. It's not like it's, it, it's, it's very like busy. The John Byrne snow, snow in the snow issue, issue. I right, mean, right, 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 right. Snow, but it's just, it takes place at a shopping mall and there's, cars and trucks and there are people all over the place and it's it's nuts it it took it took the two months for this to come out oh yeah i mean the the, uh the name of the story is uh who is karen grant i'm assuming since the first one focused on jimmy uh wolverine's son that Mm -hmm. each issue up until we get this team of sorts or whatever together it's going to focus on a single person because they show a cover for the next issue and yes. it is called Who or What is Derek Morgan? So I guess we're going to have one character per issue, at least until they get together. And that is the strength of this book. Loeb is not all over the place. There's no multiple storylines coming from 12,000 different books. It's just about this Karen Grant girl, what she's been doing for the past couple months, uh, how she's hiding from the, the public under an assumed name because... I don't know if David wants to spoil it, but it, it's not uh, Karen Grant. It's someone we know. Yeah. And she, mm. she's nestled in this little, small uh, town in Baltimore. Baltimore. And the first four pages, oh, my God. She's, she's coloring her hair in her bathroom. And I'll tell you, Art Adams can set a scene like nobody. Yeah. Cin- cinematic, there's top-down perspective, tight shots, pulling back. The, the body language on this girl, she's... Getting dressed in the way that this person, we've seen this person get dressed before, and her arms are out, and she has a little, her hips are angled, and you could see the weight on the one leg. The man knows anatomy. I mean, self-taught, too. Bathroom. And it's not just like, okay, here's a bedroom, put a bed and a chair. Uh-uh. There are things all over the place. In the bathroom, there's just, it. he, he makes these living areas real just litters them with things that you would see in these books she's not very neat she's got clothes all over her dressers and artifacts from uh her previous life but then we get a splash page where she's cowering in fear from these visions of all the x-men dead oh it's beautiful you've probably seen a preview image of it i mean charlie's neck is broken magneto's head is fried scott scott's dead mercy killing there um wolverine is dead (laughs) 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 but no i mean just the 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 eyes are so soulful and the body language and just 
Art Adams knows what makes heterosexual males' hearts beat. And he puts it into every figure he draws, a uh, female figure. It's incredible. Uh, this Karen Grant hooks up with a, a mall cop, and uh, he loves her, but she's, I think it's just a, she has a, a feelings for him, but it's just a dalliance for her while she's in this, this fake life, you know, just to pass the time. But he makes the mistake of putting her picture on his Facebook page okay. and she she told him never to do that and she freaks out and realizes that she's going to have to start her life all over mm-hmm. when she is accosted by two of the brotherhood of evil mutants nice M- mystique uh under the under the guise of of huh anna my girl dude anna my girl yeah well yeah she's and that was really cool because she she takes the guise of rogue and she's calling herself anna these days Mm. Isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. And and a pack one, right? That's yes. Uh, yes. And uh, Sabretooth, a vicious friggin' oh, Sabretooth. Oh, my God. And it doesn't end well. But it's it's essentially a done-in-one issue. Loeb pulled out all the stops. It's really freaking good. There's there's emotion in it and bombastic action scenes and beautifully drawn panels. I, I don't see how anyone can plunk the three ninety nine down for this and not say, oh, geez, that was a good comic. Yeah, no, there's no way you say, uh, oh, I felt cheated with this. No. It, 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 uh-uh. And, and when, um, when Karen and, and Anna hug, it, it's, it's not a large panel, mm-hmm. but you can even see in Rogue's face, in her expression, that just this one little, the, the, the smile and the oh, eyes, yeah. it's just, you just, I'm looking Devious. at it, and I'm like, something, something's not right. I turn the yeah. page, and there we go. But it's like, something like that in, oh. in, most other people's hands are just going to, it's not going to come across. And how about the panel where um, they ask the, the Renacop where he, where the picture came, well, they don't ask him, but they she asks where this picture came oh, from, that, yeah. that she won, you know, sales girl of the month or something. And she said, oh, I got mm-hmm. it off uh, his Facebook page. There's a single wordless panel of this Karen just staring at, yeah. the, at the viewer staring and the, the eyes are unbelievably nasty. You have to see it. Art Adams is a a bastard. He oh, he's so oh, he's, he's a legend. And everybody looks show. different. The, the the other saleswomen at the shop. I mean, there's there's the short, stocky woman. There's the tall, skinny chair. And everybody yeah, different just, body there, types. No, exactly. And, and and the same thing with the faces. There, there's no stock face yeah. per character. I, I would I, assume it took Mr. Adams the entire two months to draw this because it is unbelievably gorgeous. All the uh, Creed has a, a leather jacket on and just mm-hmm. the, the light and the shadow of the leather jacket on the folds and the the, it's, the cuffs and the belts and everything. It's crazy the, the amount of detail that's in this. The way the jacket kind of hangs off yeah. of uh, off of Vic, it, it reminds me and no, I'm not doing it to play the game, but it, I, I, it just reminds me of, of the way Dave Bacter draws clothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oddly enough, the least appealing visual aspect of this comic is the cover. Mm-hmm. The cover's not that oh, high. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. There's something wonky going on with her. I think he's got the hip kicked out a little bit too much on it. Mm-hmm. It's just it pales in comparison to the interiors. But and that's oh, you know oh, I'm not enough. I'm not saying it's a bad cover, but once you open the book, it's like wow, magic time. Right, right. When uh, when when Sabretooth pounces into mm-hmm. action, it heartbreaking. It's, but you have the one panel where he's got this face that just says, and he says gun, and then the next panel it happens, and it's like, and it doesn't feel unnatural. It just, it's, it's a progression, and it's like, it, it happens like that, right. and 
and from one panel to the next, it wasn't a page turn. It wasn't anything like that. It was just here's a close up of 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 Vic's of Sabretooth's face, and then the next panel you have the outcome, and it's just it feels right. Yeah, heart wrenching. Is, is there a guy in today's today's comic book industry that it is anywhere like? Art Adams, and, and and it's maybe just a feel thing. It's like when Art Adams did a single issue, or you know, dude, I've got a Gumby issue. That oh, he it's did. great! Oh, yeah, yeah. because yeah. it's Art Adams. Yeah, you know? no, that Gumby. There's two of them. They're, they're both yeah. great. Yeah, Which special summer special. Yeah, if yeah, the Gumby summer special. If anyone else had done that, I wouldn't have cared because uh, it was Art I Adams. I think if, if Hillary Barda did it, you'd yeah, care. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, at, at that time in my life, no, I because <laughs> I, I wouldn't. Yeah, no, same honestly, here. I, yeah, same I wouldn't here. have known who Hillary is. Um, you know, but yeah, it was it was Art Adams. Is there another guy in comics that is like Art Adams? You mean every book is an event type? <sighs> yeah, it's wow. Um, I could I, think of a bunch as far as I'm concerned, but I, I mean, that probably yeah, yeah, wouldn't apply to you guys. Me. Yeah, for me, if if Sam Keith does a book, I'm buying it. You know, Amanda's brothers. Well, that's how I feel about yeah, Alan Davis. Yeah. yeah, Alan Davis. Yep. Who would like a great man? Yes, would make an awesome Aquaman artist, David. Very good. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it, I, I know people are excited about Batman Odyssey with Neil Adams, but it, it, I don't think it has like that same just like, ooh, it's Art Adams, you know? Well, oh, yeah, I mean, I think the closest. I, I don't know that I feel this way on an issue by issue basis, but I think there's no coincidence that Loeb, who seemingly uh, gets the pick of his artists, you know, wanted to have. Adams and and Cho doing double duty on the Hulk, and now he's got them both doing his uh, his, his ultimate books story, yeah. every yeah, other I, month. So I, I mean, think I, think I obviously, throw Frank Cho. Yeah, on the I mean, I love Frank Cho. I don't know that. Again, it's a it's sort of hard because now that I'm 35 versus 15, when I know what you're saying, Chris, when Art Adams did an X book, you know, I mean, you see, oh, those those annuals, I love those I mean, annuals. Holy yeah, shit. I mean, it was oh. like so unbelievable. I mean, and again, that was at a time in my life where I really didn't pay all that much attention on a comic book <laughs> basis to who wrote or drew it, but I knew it was Art Adams before I even knew who Art Adams was. You know, it was yeah. like, oh, That's that guy's drawing. You only book, got you know? one a year, though. I know, but and it was for sure. For sure. It's, yeah. it's like I can't have Art Adams drawing Spider Man and a grown up fucking Wolverine. He's, it's got to be these fucking X babies. It's like seriously, oh, I get Art Adams and, and you're so <laughs> much uh, anger, fire. How about uh, how about Dale Keown? No, um, I've never, I've never had that feeling uh, for Keown. No, not even, yeah, not even close. Yeah, I, 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 I could think of a, a bunch, but you'd be like, yeah, whatever. But uh, no, and you know, I, rereading the issue, I must have read it three times. I think the reason why it succeeds so well is because we are used to a lot of baggage with Loeb, mm-hmm. and there's a teeny bit uh, in this. It's a carry-on. I mean, you have the the baggage from whatever that ultimatum thing was. That's it. There's no mysteries. Everything's revealed in this issue, who this girl is. You don't have to wait 12 issues to find out. It's all in this issue, which is very cool. And he he plays on that because he he creates this relationship between her and her, quote, boyfriend, and begins and ends it in this issue. And this is this little life that that you get and by the by the time of the the issue's over that life is gone. So it's great. I mean it's it's Loeb actually writing a comic. And and I know I'm a fan now, mm-hmm. but you know, he does have a tendency to uh, stretch things out a little bit. Yeah. 
No, it's not. It's not apparent in this one. It's great. I can't yeah. wait to read it. Yeah, and we won't spoil it for you because we're good like that. How about oh, that? Oh, you guys are champs. Yeah. <laughs> so, David, talk about something there. Uh, the one shot Punisher Max Butterfly. Ooh, uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, written by Valerie Dorazio, and who is um, Scusi? I believe the uh, Valerie Dorazio. Scusi. She is. <laughs> See what I'm doing there? Yeah, doing we got it. You are. <laughs> um, she she is. Uh, she's now engaged to uh, Box Thirteen and and uh, and High Moon writer David Gallagher. Uh, art by Lawrence Campbell. Uh, this is it's a one shot done in one story, and I think the Punisher is in it maybe for four panels. Wow. Uh, it is. It is just about Butterfly, who's a hit woman, and it's um. She hot. It's basically, yes, yeah, she is. It's what? uh, and 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 she's a lesbian dude. Um, oh, well, that, that could be good. Yeah. <laughs> she, um, she's she's going to tell her story. She's going to you know tell the the life of a hit woman, and and uh, unfortunately, the people who were her clients or she, she did work for uh, don't really want their business out in the street like that. So um so she's gotta look over her shoulder an awful lot. And you you, you get some of the uh you get her her mind is playing tricks on her because she's seeing people who who were dead because of her, um, talking to her. So you got she's talking to a dude who's who's got half his head blown off. Um Butterfly does not come from a happy go lucky background um she didn't have much of a of a cheerful life and uh there was some abuse going on. There was some. Um, there's a reason why she is who she is. Did she uh, live in Malta? No. <laughs> she, Malta. Yeah. She, um, she just. It. It. Um. Well, Dad liked to get a little close. Oh no! Creepy. Unpleasant. Yeah. Sorry. Um. So you know. So you, she did live in Malta. <laughs> she. She. Um. <laughs> there's, there's a whole lot. I don't know. See, this is Jason's turn. Uh, oh, I see. <laughs> I'm just trying to be you. I'm trying to do the little quips no, under everybody's breath. Oh, you can never be him. <laughs> no, I can't. I love you, buddy, but it ain't happening. <laughs> anyway, I have to cut just, a, just ask Kent Grant's uh, kid. Love <laughs> <laughs> it. Um, yeah, there's, there's. Um, she does, she does see Frank Castle in action, which at one point, I guess, basically, it's, it's seeing him do what he does best is almost. Enough to to make somebody change their ways and uh, go straight, but um, nothing really happens between her and Frank. She 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 stays away, and and, and we you know we it, there's there's some flashbacks with as as she grows up, and and um, there was a boyfriend she had that 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 they made up a safe word, and and uh, and he really wasn't paying any attention to her saying the safe word, so she had to uh, stop him from from practically killing her. So I mean, there there are all these little things that that just that add up to why she does what she does and, and who she is. And, and, and I'm so, I'm, I'm kind of bummed that it ends the way it ends. I mean, you know how, for those that remember his run, remember Barracuda? Sure. So you, you, you had him show up in an arc and then they did the miniseries with the character. And then he came back again before, before Garth wrapped up his run and you got to see him a bit. And, and, and sadly, I guess I'll just, Go ahead and say it. there's there's a definite ending for Butterfly at the end of this. Oh, that's okay. so sad. Well, it is a one shot. It is a one shot, <laughs> um, and that's pretty much all it took too. But it's it's um, 
it it really I mean the art is fantastic colors by uh Lee Lowridge it it's um mm-hmm. it's it's a great written story you know for anybody who wants to just say oh you know I haven't read a great Punisher story since you know since Garth was on her he could only write the Punisher and you know we've had we've had Swarzynski and and um and Gishler and 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 a few other people or a couple people write Frank since Garth ended his run and now you have Jason Aaron who I'm told is, is doing a fantastic job and. I've seen really, really great Punisher writers, and then not so great. And and uh, Valerie's up there. She in in one issue, she made me care about a character. She, um, you know, I, I don't know if I say that she could write a great Punisher arc because like I said there isn't a whole lot of Frank in the book. But as far mm-hmm. as being in Frank's world, living in the world for for forty pages or whatever, this mm-hmm. she sold me on it. I mean, and and she's got. She's got an X-Men Origins one-shot on uh, Emma Frost coming out, I think, in May. But it's, um, you know, she was supposed to do a, a Cloak and Dagger miniseries, but then I think that got pushed around because they were showing up in Utopia. But um, I'm going to keep an eye out for her future work. If, if she's going to play in the Max Universe or write more Punisher stories, I'll, I'll be there. But this, it's 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 Max title, so it's not for the kiddies. Um, it's this violence and and uh and language but it's it's not a happy story but it 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 gets you i i i I like it a lot cool now will they collect that somehow with i would think that i mean they've they've collected the old garth one shots like tiger tiger and the cell Ah, okay cool things like that so i mean i would imagine they would i don't know how many max one shots they've made at that this might be maybe the second or third, but yeah, I mean they would have. I mean they, they've done it for the Wolverine books. I'd, I'd imagine it. After yeah, Punisher books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool. We have listener email. What? Yes, we do. Yes, and they just happen to be from two European listeners. This is awesome. <laughs> oh, First, that's weird. No, it's cool. First up, hey guys, I just joined the forum, but have been listening to Chris on AC for around a year uh, and a half. Welcoming. And then quickly started listening to you guys. I work at a tourist attraction in my hometown of Bristol in the UK. It's Oh, I want to go to that convention so bad. It's a huge fucking iron ship and really is as depressing as it sounds. You guys, bri- you guys brighten up my week because we're still in the winter season. I can be on the top deck handing out audio guides. Seriously, again, as depressing as it sounds. And listen to guys chatting comics, which is in itself a luxury as I don't have any friends into comics like I am. Just wanted to drop you a line to say the 100th show was awesome and a couple of episodes back you had a good long conversation about Ben Templesmith. Oh yeah. Who I feel is overlooked as an artist. You're right. Choker 2 was awesome. and it That was me. And it was nice to hear Vince admired him as I always admire Vince's opinion. Aw. Anyways, mm-hmm. I didn't read it because of that. I didn't read it. Anyways, love you all in a way I shouldn't love middle-aged men thousands oh. of miles away. Middle-aged. Claire Lowe. Yeah, escapist. She, that's escapist on our forum. Claire yes. Lowe. Oh, nice. Uh, P.S. Come, Chris, come to England and taste some real ale. Oh, ba- oh Bass, I want to, buddy. I want yeah, to. Yeah. Bass is nothing to what we have, uh, the plethora of goodies we have to offer. So very cool. Thank you, Escapist. Awesome. And then next up, 
Hi, Chris, David, Jason, and Vince. I just want to drop you a brief email to say how much I appreciate your fine podcast and all the hours it passes for me, whether I'm on the bus, the train, out for a walk in the park, blah, blah, blah. In the last couple of years, I have both started collecting comics again after taking a break for financial and other reasons. And I also purchased an iPod, so those two happy coincidences meant I discovered your wonderful show. It is never less than in equal parts informative, stimulating, and hilarious. I got it really scan these really because this show? is like a reach around <laughs> with, with the odd dash of frustration thrown in when I uh. disagree with something one of you guys say about a comic but I always enjoy hearing it in any case I recently ordered aphrodisiac directly from ad house books awesome. and it, it arrived the other day I got the beautiful deluxe edition that comes with a dust Atta jacket boy. and a signed print. This is exactly the type of book I would have probably never given a try without a show like yours giving it airtime, and I cannot wait to read it. Keep up the stellar work, and I will have a bourbon for Chris next time I'm listening to the show. What is this? Nice. Chris mentions... Into, okay, that's from Mark... What? Ga- Mark- what? <laughs> <laughs> That's from Mark Gallagher from Ruther Glen, just outside Glasgow, Scotland. That's awesome. Two awesome. Europeans. Wow. Fellow Scotsman. And I, I'll, I'll, I'll have some scotch for you, and I won't refer to it as, as anything other than awesome. That's that is fantastic. <laughs> this is Daryl. I'm calling you from Super Show. Uh, it's good to see you in person, Vince B. I haven't seen you in a while. Fuck it. No, no, this is Raph. Uh, it's, it's like a Sunday morning at Super Show. I'm just, I finished packing and I just wanted to leave some voicemails. Uh, I, it was nice to see you, Vince and Wood, and, uh, I, uh, as, as to Wood's, uh, presumption that he's gonna win Roto, uh, I, I, I think I'm gonna provide you with a challenge. Uh, you and Chris, I'm calling you guys out. I can do this. I've won leagues before. I could do it again. Uh, this, I'm of course calling out you know two guys who are heavily obsessed with baseball and one guy who writes a football blog, a fancy football blog. So what the hell am I doing? Anyway, it was definitely good to see you guys. Um, you know, I just uh, this has been a really good week for me. And uh, uh, read read Green Lantern Fifty Two. Uh, read Aphrodisiac. You know what? You can't because it's out of print, and the second printing is still coming in from Singapore. And, and the guys decided not to pay for the plane, and now they're paddling it over the Pacific. So, damn it, hurry up, guys. Uh, that's about it. Oh, and and David, I showed I showed Vince, but there was this book from Dark Horse called uh, Dapper Hats, and it was by a David something or other. Do you have a pen name? You're working you're working your nickname into books. I mean, come on, that that's not that's a bit egocentric, isn't it? I mean, I love you, King Dap. You are the Lord and Master of all. Uh, uh, these are all things dap, but yeah, just you don't have to advertise so much. I mean, geez, calling so much attention to yourself. I mean, what are, what are you going to do next? Yell at yell at cons to say it, tell everyone you're five. I mean, geez, who, who what kind of person does that? Okay, bye. Oh, what else we got? Oh, I got something. you got. I got something, something. What did you got, Vince? I you shut up, Chris Neesman. Really, I, I, I exasperated. Damn. I did a little bit of two-fisted reading over the past couple weekends, thanks to my brother from another continent, Mister David Faust. Oh yeah. Was from Seoul, uh, more appropriately named Residence. There never was. He sent me a big honking book. 
Must have cost him a boatload to ship this from all the way over there. It's uh, by Zach Smith. It's called Pictures Showing What Happens on Each Page of Thomas Pynchon's Novel, Gravity's Rainbow. Wow. Yes. So you get the, you get the gist. For every page Ooh. of the novel, he has created an illustration. Wow. Now, by themselves, they're illustrations. But when you do an illustration for every page of a sequential work, what do they become magically? A story. Comics. They become comics. Yay! Yeah. And, it, and it's not, I mean, there's nothing on here that says, hey, this is comics. It just says one picture for every page. This is comics. And it's fantastic. Oh, my good God. Now, I don't know if you guys have ever read Gravity's Rainbow. Have you? No. No, no sir. I suggest that you do. But, admittedly, a lot of what I'm going to say is not going to make a whole lot of connection to anyone who hasn't read the novel, but you need to know how complex this thing is to fully appreciate what Zack Smith has done. On the surface of this book, it's a World War II story about an allied paranormal organization called the White Visitation and their struggle to get the drop on the German V-2 rocket. That's it. That's what the whole book, that's, that's the envelope, all the little character bits and all his asides and... uh well, I'll get into it. That it just—that's the, the the chewy center of this piece of candy. Uh, because from what I've read, the V two was a son of a bitch for the Allies to nail down. Because the thing and and Pinchon makes a point of repeating this over and over in the novel. You would die before you ever heard the the, the sonic scream because these rockets were supersonic. Yeah. It would blow up before you ever even knew it was coming. That's dangerous. And the Allies had a hard time getting around this because it was like death from above. From You couldn't plan on it. So what they were trying to do is trying to pinpoint if there was any kind of logic to the, the, the explosions. Like the, the one, one character has a map. And he would put a little pinprick for every little explosion of a V2 rocket. But the explosions are tied to his erections. <laughs> it's very cool. I mean, I'm, I won't get into it m more than that. But there's an ulterior motive for everything in this book. It is not, nothing is surface. I mean, you can read it as surface, but you're going to be very, very confused uh, a couple pages in. It, it's crazy. Um, did you know that the first ever photo of the horizon of Earth was taken by a captured German V-2 rocket? I did not know that. that. That's the very first photo of Earth from space was taken by a V-2. That's crazy. Mm. But like I said, just a little bit of information for you. Mm -hmm. so that's the corn. I'll give you the meat now. So like I said, humor me because you're going to be like, what? This book begins with the destruction of the Crystal Palace that was the 20th century. Spinning okay. and twist, yes, spinning and twisting in total darkness, each shard of shattered glass is infused with rainbow images of all that was and all that will be. Uh-huh. On one facet, you have a retreat and a rewind, a falling back, a remembrance, a regret. Another, a call, a prayer, a wish for the future, a flight from what was and escape to that which will be. This book is a pop culture stew. It goes back to the beginning of time and every point in between. It, it's, it's nothing short of uh, a descent into novelty. A screaming cultural tea kettle casting off the scalding vapor of the atomized airborne essence of Terence McKenna. I wrote that. I'm good when I want to be. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's about the politics of bacteria. 
molecular weaving, provisional pyramids erected to gratify curious gods' offspring. It's a story of human consciousness cast as a universe-wide lymphatic system. It's about the illusion of control, the vocabulary of curves, a great swamp of paranoia, sorry, a pornography customer's reflex. It features accidental spaces filled with clairvoyance and mad scientists, telekinetics, astral travelers, and gatherers of light. The organization called the White Visitation, they all have their special ability. It's kind of like the BPRD, mm-hmm. in, a, in a sense. One person can gather information based on color and he gets flashes of, of, of color-based imagery in his head, and uh, another is uh, the gateway between this life and the next and can communicate with people on the other side. Uh, it's about connections and causalities. The focus of it all is a transmarginal leap. This is very important because there are a, there's a lot of talk of opposites in this book where ideas of the opposite have come together and in doing so lose their oppositeness. The sonic scream and the explosion of the V2 rocket, you, you get the destruction and then you hear it. That's directly the inverse of the Big Bang. It's Pavlovian brain mechanics and the domain between zero off and one on. There's a lot of that ones and zeros in the book. All binary, okay. Yes, yes. It's a realm of infinite probabilities and possibilities and, conversely, the impossibility of coincidence. It is so deep. This Hmm. book will take you places. One page, you have Pinchon going on about one character's inner feelings, and the very next paragraph, he, he jumps to this island and talks about the systematic eradication of the dodo bird. And, and what this man w- was feeling when he would go out and exterminate these dodo birds and wouldn't eat the meat because, in his mind, the dodo bird was uh, a sin against creation because it was a bird that didn't fly. Hmm. So, so it was, it was like uh, an affront to God. And read between the lines. We're talking World War II. So what, what is that compared to? You know, it's, it's unsettling on the one hand, and in another, it's brilliant. It's a silent extinction beyond the zero. That's Pinchon's words. It's kind of a transgressive work that influences without even having being read. Because the people who have experienced this book will never forget it. All the artists mm-hmm. and, and the creative people. So it's, it's a pervasive, inescapable cultural cancer that, that changes and reshapes all these artistic works in its wake. It, it's, it's an incredible, fascinating dense, digressive, transgressive book. I, I, I really, I could sit here and explain it to you or try to explain it to you, but unless you read this book, you have no, nothing can prepare you for this. The, the, the language Pinchon uses is alternates between beautiful and profane. I mean, he gets really disgusting at times, usually when he's describing sex. It, I mean, and he could, he could, Write a paragraph on the most beautiful sunset these two characters are experiencing, and the next, some guy falls asleep with his dick in a woman. You know, and it's, it's like, oh, good and God. And the illustrations in the book that uh, that that uh, you were sent has and that kind see, of that's the, that's the cool part. Yeah, you would think that a novel yeah, like was really interesting because yeah, now the, I'm up. No, because the book is so digressive. There's two ways to go about it. At a, you can go the literal route and try and capture the surface 
of what Pinchon's doing, or you can take right. the subjective and 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 shoot for the, you know, the stars and try and get this this kind of emotive, subjective, abstract interpretation of what's going on. And Zach does both, which mm-hmm. is great because it's an it's a no lose situation. It, it, you you can there's two ways to go about it. Neither one of them are wrong. The the like I told you about the section about the dodos. There is a page in here that just has a dodo bird. On it, mm-hmm. and uh, the white visitation is doing experiments on a, an octopus, a huge octopus named Grigori. And there you go. There's a there's a panel that's just an octopus. But then, as, as you're going through it, you'll get these drawings. Like, what in the hell is this? It's just like dripping color, just abstract shapes blending into each other. And the neat thing about this book is. He makes the the drawing process part of the illustration, like he was i 'm assuming working on a piece of paper too thin for the marker he was using, and whatever bled through onto the paper beneath he used that as a basis for his next illustration that's cool it's awesome um and and some of them there's no line in the line in the drawing at all it's just these blotches that somehow to the eye look like. A number of things. They could be a city. It could be an angel weeping. It could be a bombed out uh, village. It depends. And if you, if that's what I was doing, I was having a great time looking at the the, the illustrations and comparing them to the text on that page and trying to figure out where in this page he pulled this image from. And uh, you know, a lot of times you can tell off the bat, but some of them, uh, no, it's it's tough. And uh, he has a number of styles. Most of them is a very clean, well, not clean, but very linear style. He'll leave the smudges in, half-erased portions of the drawing. He'll leave that in. It's Most of the drawings are in black and white, and they're exquisite. The The shading is gorgeous, very linear shadings. And then he'll go all Matt Fiesel on your ass and do stick figures for some drawings. I mean, there's no rhyme or reason, like the book. Hmm. It, it's all over the place. I really suggest... You, if you, if you're a fan of Gravity's Rainbow and you have not experienced Zach Smith's book, gotta get it It, because it complements the novel amazingly well. And it's like one of those things that I like to. I believe that for every book out there, there's a billion different versions. Like, say Stephen King's The Stand. Mm -hmm. There's one copy of Stephen King's The Stand out there, and that's the one that he wrote. All the other copies are the ones that we, the readers, perceive. Like, The Stand as we read it is not the same book as Stephen King's The Stand, as he wrote it, because he has different... You get meta on us. Right, he has different... Well, the man wrote it, so he only he knows exactly what he was thinking when he was writing those words. Mm-hmm. We experience things through our own filter, so our copy of The Stand is way different because it's filtered through our perceptions. This is Zach Smith's Gravity's Rainbow. There's there's another version of Gravity's Rainbow out there, and it's Zach Smith's, and it is phenomenal. It'll take your breath away, some of these illustrations. They're filthy. There's there's one section where my kids are still up, so i got to kind of whisper. There's um, <laughs> uh, one, one character gets uh, a BJ in a, in a closet, and it's, okay. it's, it's very literal. The drawing is exactly what you think it is. But then there's another with just... Um, uh, an Eddie Campbell-esque, infinitely detailed crosshatch where mm-hmm. almost no white of the page shines through, and you're just like, I can see a bunch of things in this. So it's all up for interpretation, and it is gorgeous. you got to get it. It's published by um, Tin House Books. 
$39.95. It's a thick, heavy-ass book printed on slick paper. And how big ma- is it? Like how many pages are we talking? Well, Pinchon's novel... See, that was another thing. My novel does not jive with his. I have okay. a different edition, so his page 760 is not my page 760 because my edition goes up to... 870 something so I had to do some some detective work while I was reading it which added even more to the enjoyment but I will say there's a couple pages that are blank why we don't know that's very strange. It's a mystery. It, so it's, it's like an 800 page tr- like graphic novel, is what you're saying? Or yes, what? wordless graphic novel. Wow. Some, some characters have uh, icons to express what they're thinking. It doesn't mm-hmm. happen often. But for the most part, yes, it's a completely silent graphic novel. Hmm. <laughs> Then you awesome. should you should read the novel before this. It's so or or I don't know. I w- I would really be interested to see what someone um, inexperienced with the novel would make out of this. Cool. But there's no words or anything, though, right? So it would be no, no. There's no words. There's a there's a labia, and I'm looking at it right now. No, there's there's no words at all. There's a lot of sex in the book. You had the double agents that would worm their way into the German higher ups and ply their trade and in 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 exchange for secrets which they would bring back to the allies there's a lot of that in the book um and there's a lot of that in in the drawings extremely just delicious drawing you got to see it and if as an art as an art book it works really well too so you you won't lose anything uh by not experiencing the novel but they do go really well together thank you chris for humoring me it's very cool. Nice <laughs> gift. That's a heck of a gift. You always get the you always get fantastic gifts from our our faithful listeners. I'm taking, they love boo, I'm taking booze at C2E2. Yeah, Dave, anyone wants to give me some good corn? Any, any David good, uh, Faust and I are, are <laughs> doing it. Booze, no A2M. No, no A2M people. Uh, the so guy's my brother. I love him. Thank you, David Faust. You are the best. And I'm not. Yeah, so, I think I'm Stevie not D is going to bring you some porn. Oh, and speaking of porn, this Zach Smith guy. He uh, he used models for this book, and I guess mm-hmm. through employing the models who worked for a talent agency that also employed uh, porn actresses, he became a porn actor after doing this book. Okay. Of course. Yeah. That is so cool. Living That's the life, crazy. baby. I'm a cartoonist and a porn star. Good huh. God. Yeah, it's great. Great huh. introduction, too, by Steve Erickson. Get it. It's awesome. And read nice. Gravity's Rainbow if you have a couple days, because it is so beautiful. So beautiful. Nice. There's this, uh, Pinchon employs this metaphor of a sieve used by ancient Roman priests. They take a sieve and put it in the road, okay? And the stalks of grass that came through the holes, they took those pieces of grass and used it to make salves and cure the sick and, and, and uh, just medicinal reason, uh, reasons. So the sieve came, became sacred to them. This is what I was talking about, uh, uh, our perception. Our perception is the sieve. He throws, Pinchon throws so much at the reader and is so demanding of the audience that only the tallest stalks of grass are going to worm their way through the holes. That's how Zach Smith did the book. He, he took those passages that, that struck his perception that really impacted him and he made illustrations out of them. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. I use that word. It's awesome, but it is. You love yes. that word. You, you you must have lost your thesaurus, I think. I didn't. It's over there, but I, I would say it's <laughs> no, it's uh, fantastic. This it. No, it's great. Gravity's Rainbow. It's a freaking masterpiece. If the, one of those books that, okay, you have three books to take with you to the afterlife. What do you bring? Gravity's Rainbow would be one. Naked Lunch would be the other. I don't know what the third would be. Whoa. That's the Bible. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. Show. <laughs> I'd shake. I'd shake it at him. Yeah. What about this? You big liar. <laughs> okay. I, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, to uh, your your office mate Marty Devine. What's that? Because uh, when we were um, at the Super Show, Marty was kind enough to buy me a trade uh, because he was he heard us mention it uh, in passing in a recent episode and heard me say I hadn't read it. And it's one of his favorite works of all time, and he just felt compelled enough to uh, to buy it for me so I could read it. So um, I, I read it, and uh, and it is uh, hard boiled. Uh, nice. By How about that? So by, uh, by Darrow. And yeah. Miller so and yep. Miller, yeah. Written by Frank Miller and drawn by Jeff Darrow. Um, and it's uh, what was published by Dark Horse, I think. Yep. yep. Um, and it was what a three four issue. It was a three issue. Because I'm just going by, I, I, I assume it was three or four issues, just based on the size of the uh, graphic novel. But yeah, published um, the same collection. size too initially. They were oversized issues. Yes. Okay. Cool. Oh, nice. So yeah, so it's like magazine sized. Uh, yeah, yeah. Dimension wise, yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, it's based it's um, it's based on a Philip K. Dick story, although not after reading it, it's clearly not. It's it's loosely based, put it that way. It's not. Um, it's certainly not true to to the original source material. Very closely true, but but uh, it's it's um, you know it's like a future, almost like not a I don't want to say steampunk, but it's a futuristic story, and it's it's really um, I think similar to a lot of things that were going on in the. Um, in the world of science fiction and, and comics at the time, it's really a almost like a treatise on hyper violence, right? I mean, that's really yeah. kind of what I took away from it. I mean, I, I would say I don't know that there's much of a discernible plot to it, um, but I don't know that that was in t- that it really is intended to either. I mean, it's really a uh, at its on its surface level, it's a story about um, a guy who is having memory lapses. Uh, and the reason he's having memory lapses is because, in fact, he's not a, a guy after all, but he's a, a, a cyborg assassin um, whose job is to, you know, enforce this uh, appliance company's bidding, um, and, and that entails basically rampant destruction of property and and, and human life in 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 uh, hundreds of people at a time. Um, Basically, um, and, and then well, yeah, it's hard boiled, and 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 I mean the thing about the book, I mean, the, the, and I, it sounds like you guys have read it or maybe even read it when it's coming out, but I mean the thing I took away from it is first of all, um, I don't know how much, if any, of of, of Darrow's other stuff I've I've seen, but uh, but to me this was a book all about him. I mean, uh, he, oh yeah, yeah, the the story the story isn't that. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's Darrow's artwork. The 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 book is visually a tour de force. I mean, for those that aren't familiar with Darrow, it's it's uh, it's it's hyper detailed. Uh, It's it's you know it's it's literally like the pages. I mean, as as Vince said, that the book is oversized in the first place, but every page is just every every square inch of the page has got very vivid detail. Um, and, and given the nature of the book, I mean, there's just tremendous amounts of, of destruction and, and both both mechanical and, and flesh. And, and it seems like Darrow was really going for the, you know, because the main character was, was a cyborg and, and, uh, uh, and the, un, the kind of the underlying message of it is these cyborgs kind of gaining sentience and fighting for their own independence. And he's, it's, it's, he's kind of like their potential messiah, although... You don't really get a, a real resolution as to whether he's successful in that or not. But he's 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 he, they're trying to get him to awaken his consciousness so he can help them become independent and, and really yeah. be, has but, a little but, Matrix vibe to it. Yeah, but it's a, just it's just a, a, 
it's the visuals are so powerful. I mean, Darrow just draws this just nasty rawness, and it's just it's it's a futuristic world. It's not that far into the future, but it's just a world that's just devoid of any morality. Um, you know, there's 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 just scenes where you're through in the city streets. I mean, there's just people doing every kind of depravity you can imagine. I mean, you know, do, do orgies and S and M, and you know. Bestiality and uh, and all kinds of drugs and and all of this is just going on, just but but not as though it's it's just any big deal. It's just the way the the, the it, that's just commonplace on the city streets. I mean, just people are getting murdered and 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 fucked in the same you know in the same city block. It's just it's it's just that's just the the world is all about this this hyper sensory overload and and just uh, and if you think about where we are now, right in this in this social media. I mean, this was written what. Early '90s, I think, um, mm-hmm. some around there. But so, so that was written back then, kind of before the internet and before we really had had what we are now, which is a, a you know society that's really driven on instant gratification and 30 second sound bites, and uh, we're all connected to you know social networks 24 seven. And so, if you kind of take it, I thought it was a really interesting juxtaposition to what what it, what the world was like when they wrote this and drew it to what the world's like now. And while we certainly are not a a, a completely amoral society. One could argue that we slowly but surely are moving in that direction, especially because we have, you know, the uh, the, the internet. There are a lot of uh, depravities on the internet that a lot of normal people like to engage in that they would never want to admit to, but uh, but they're all there for the taking. So I thought it was great. I really, I'm really, I wanted to thank Marty for for you know buying it for me because it, uh, you know, I hadn't really been aware of its existence until you guys mentioned it a few weeks ago. But uh, I thought it was terrific, and it, it visually it was worth staring at for hours um yeah. you know again I don't, the story i think is more just uh almost like an outline so that darrow could go nuts and draw really cool uh things that uh oh yeah that, but yeah. um some, what did some you of the pages some of the pages actually look like the the urban sprawl of like say blade runner meets where's waldo that's a great exactly it's where's waldo meets uh there's so much shit going on right? yeah 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 and it's just uh, you're right. I think that the art style perfectly meshes well with the attitude of the book, like that mm-hmm. that data burst, overload, uh, so much information you can't take it all in. That that's perfect marriage of art and and attitude of the writer. It works really well. But you're you're right. There's really not a whole hell of a lot going on. But uh, story wise, but you don't really need it. It's it's mm-hmm. just let's just split open Daryl's head and and look at the pretty stuff that comes out. Yeah, I can only and, imagine what the script is like. You know, okay, right, so, right. And this yeah. right, you just can draw like just draw a lot of shit. Well, I, mean, I heard that that uh, Frank left a lot of that up to Jeff. He's smart. Just, yep. just go nuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, did uh, d- do you guys recall who did the lettering? Uh, it's not not Workman, is it? It is indeed Workman. Yes. Nice. Oh, really? Well, that always makes get, a book you, ten you times better. You know who better. you get to meet this weekend, right? John Jeff Darrow. Jeff Darrow. Oh, he's going to be at C2E2? He's yeah. all... He's, he's, he's Chicago, right? He, he's, he's from Chicago. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who isn't? I mean, why should I assume <laughs> it? Yeah, uh, did you meet him in Windy City? No, but, no. Oh, yeah, you know yeah, what? I, that was your big... I didn't actually... You know what? To be honest with you, I didn't know any of the stuff. So I was like, oh, I don't know. Oh, there, there you go. go. <laughs> there you he, go. The, oh, the last so time... Because he's such a nice old man and he was there with yeah, his daughter, right? He's, so yeah, he's not that old. <laughs> Well, he, 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 in the context of seeing him at Windy City not knowing his work, he seemed like a very nice middle-aged man, and his daughter was there, and he was very pleasant. Now, now, you, now you know why Sal and I were like, oh, fuck, Daryl's coming. 
Oh, Look at this. sweet, dude. Oh, the, I wish the I had last, before that. Oh. Yeah. The last Wizard World, Jeff Darrow was doing sketches yeah. for some uh, charity. I think it was for either Hero Yeah, he does sketches for yeah, whatever you want to donate for the charity. Yeah, whatever okay. you wanted to donate. So if you went up to him and put a buck in his jar, he would draw you a sketch with the same verve and attention to detail that he would nice. draw if you put a 20 bucks in his... Oh, the man's awesome. Mm-hmm. What else has he... I've Shall now I feel like... Boy. Um, the yeah. Matrix. Uh, yeah, Matrix. He was the art director and visual director for the Matrix films. Nice. I had to set him up pretty nice. Was he art director? I thought he was like concept uh, dude. Well, because Steve, yeah, Steve, you know, Steve Scrooge, Scrooge, Steve Scrooge was was part of uh, part of that art team too. He, um, um, what, what's cool about Darrow is that he um, uh, studied. I don't want. He worked at Mobius the studio. Oh. So yeah, I mean, he's 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 worked. Oh, totally, I can see that now that you say yeah, it. Yeah, he's yeah. worked like with and for Mobius. Okay. Um, uh, Shaolin Cowboy is his creator-owned work that I guess he's currently working on, and I guess there's a movie in development. So, yeah, I guess, I guess like the tent poles are uh, hard-boiled. Um, uh, rusty uh, Boy Robot. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Shaolin Again with Cowboy. Miller. Yeah, that was with Miller as well. Um, uh, um, those, yeah, those are the big ones. Um, I think, I think so he, he had... Uh, once in a while, pop up into a cover. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 did, he did like a uh, a pinup for uh, like a nice double page spread for Daredevil six hundred. Is that it? Okay, five hundred maybe. I think was, it fi- was it five hundred? Whatever with a Daredevil fighting like eight thousand hand yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> One um, of them had a red and white striped shirt on too. <laughs> yeah, it probably, probably. Yeah, D- Darrow's awesome. Just, I mean, the guy will do like a a car wreck, and you'll like see all of these like super detailed like nuts and bolts. It's, yep. He's ridiculous. Now you know where. Uh, uh, oh. say, yeah, now you know where Rip came yeah. from. Rip. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, Jose. Rip. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, Burnham. Um, Burnham actually will. Will he loves Darrow but curses his name. He's he's like because the guy influenced him so much, and now Burnham knows that he'll never be able to do you know like you know, monthly like book. A, a, a monthly book because Darrow right. Darrow has basically cursed him with like this hyper detailed uh, art style. But uh, yeah, you know, well that that's awesome. fascinating. Okay, cool. Oh man, I, now yeah, I really not a, I mean you you'll be able to pretty much. I mean based on. He has some uh, some European Shower cowboy collected in any way, or uh, it's not uh, even done yet. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's definitely a work in progress. It's been out since like 2005. Yeah, wow. how many issues, uh, how many issues did he get off? The the, the let's see, um, seven issues, seven it. issues, and I remember this, the the seventh issue came out uh-huh. I think a year after issue six. Yeah, and and, and man, oh, it, it, it makes like, it makes hard boiled looks like look like Little House on the Prairie. Oh sweet! Oh yeah, it is. I mean, it is. It is bloody. Uh, uh, color early man, which is with, mm-hmm. which is the Wachowskis. Yes, um, and uh, colored by uh, Chicagoan Alex Walt. I think I think Alex does a lot of the coloring on that on that book. But, that, that's uh, the thing about Carol's work. A lot of lines. Right, still all fuzzed out. Oh, fucked up, buddy. I can. Well, yeah, he is, but I mean, I I don't say. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> well, that's cool. No, I, I, man, I, I wish I had known that then for Windy City. I had no I, idea. You, you get a meeting this weekend. He was selling his art there too, wasn't he? Yeah, his art's expensive. 
I assumed if he's a, <laughs> yeah. You know, um, what, what's you're cool designing shit for the Matrix, you could probably, yeah, oh, yeah. you're probably yeah. not worried about money too much. Um, his art, uh, he does, if, if I'm not mistaken here, he does his art on, uh, it's all done on vellum. So it's not wow. on Bristol board. So he uses, um, like, uh, micro, the, the micro pens on mm-hmm. vellum. And so wow. that's part of why part part of why it's so so darn detailed. But uh, yeah, he's um, he's he's awesome. He uh, went to I think the Chicago Academy of Art uh, with Gary Gianni. Um, if you know your your Prince Valiant, um, uh, same school that uh, that I think Alex Ross went to. Different time, okay. but uh, but same school. So yeah, there was a little little hotbed of those guys at that at that school. Not afraid to let the line speak. There's not a whole lot of blacks in his work. No, mm-hmm. no, it's, yeah, it's very, very linear. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. When we were talking about you know Art Adams, it's I you know just that that extreme beautiful detail. I mean, it's like the anti Darwin yeah. Cook, but uh, um, it's beautiful for a whole different reason. Mm-hmm. Yep. Great stuff. Yep. Okay. I just wanted to say one thing to my buddy Jason before we kick this one in the ass. Oh, yeah. Uh, far be it from me to ever say this, but I'm, I'm not there yet, but I think, I think I'm approaching saturation level with Deadpool. Because <laughs> I just read um, the Follow the Hulk's one shot. Okay. That Hulked Out Heroes story. Uh-huh. It's, it's all about Deadpool. Nice. No, it's not nice. Guys, it's I, I, too I got, much, man. I got, I got a question. What? Um, What's that? Dead, Deadpool isn't a mutant. No, no, no. He's not a mutant. No, he's no. got the healing factor from the the. Uh, he's got Wolverine. He's got a synthesized Weapon X gave him a synthesized right. part of the healing factor. Yeah, but that's so it. He is, he is not a mutant. Not a mutant. No. Has he always been not a mutant? He's always been not a mutant. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You can cut his head off. But Even when he was in the New Mutants, well, he was an assassin. He was never, he was, yeah, no, he, he wasn't was, on the team. He, he was just an assassin that went up against them. He was part. The only they, they alluded to having backstory where he used to be part of the whole. He he knew most of the characters like Cable he and Domino and stuff and because right. they had yeah they were all part of the same team with Kane and and all those they were they all were they all were part of the same group of web of you know Weapon X that that whole. He was so. a bad guy. I I guess the whole point of Hulked Out Heroes is. Hulkpool is pissed off at Deadpool and wants to wipe him uh, from existence, and so uh-huh. they use Doom's time platform to go back. And okay. it's it's Hulkpool's quest to to wipe himself out. That's what it is. But here's a little trivia question. Da-da-da. This is someone we're going to be meeting this weekend. Who inked a handful of those issues of New Mutants? Back in the day, it inked a bunch of uh, John Burns' thing run. And this will give it away. Also, was working for Marvel at the same time. I would think on the What the series and the <laughs> and also did the Plastic Man series for DC. Who's this person we're going to meet this weekend? Did did he did he did he ink um, Power Pack? <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Hillary Barda. Yeah, oh, yeah I'm getting I prepared, man. I was just like, I can't wait. I can't it's, wait. Uh, I, I told I told I told Hill one of the last times I saw him. It's like you know I do this I do this show with, with this guy um, named <laughs> Vince, and and he loves your work. I do. I, I told him that hey I'm yeah I'm going out to have drinks with Hillary Barda, and you were like oh, you're you're going out with Hillary Barda. I, I was know. Like, he's he's like he's like your your biggest fan Hill, and Hill, Hill looked at me. He's like 
oh, it, it, it's it's that guy. It's that, <laughs> it's, it's that one guy out there in the world that you know that the, that is the fan of my work. So I Hillary do. is looking forward to to meeting his one fan. I do appreciate his uh, work. He's awesome. <laughs> the, uh, you know, if I know we've David and I have said it before, but if you get and don't buy them until I get there because I need to upgrade some of my issues. But if you see Marvel's What the in the quarter bins, oh, buy those. They are okay. so good. And, and Hillary's all over that stuff. He he is he does EC proud. You know I've been I've been after Hill for about a year and a half to do a creeper commission for me. Oh, and, mm-hmm. and one, yeah, one, one day one day I'm gonna I'm gonna peg him down. And I, get see, nice. I see so much of Wally Wood in his work. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I love it. We we actually talked about that on the second to last around comics episode, which you if you ever listen, you would you would know yeah. that we talked about it. One of these and, who his uh, who his influences were? We actually had a really nice talk uh, about inkers with uh, uh, Hillary and Christian Alame, ah. and uh, and so they were they were talking uh, about that. And uh, uh, Hill said that Wally Wood and it was one of the other EC guy it wasn't Jack Davis. Who was it? Was it was it, was it Craig? Mm, no. Um, no. Was he talking um, about about pencilers or, or inkers? Uh, pencilers that that really influenced him, but but it was yeah. Wall, Wally Wood is is his. That's that's his guy. That's, you could tell. Yeah, yeah. yeah he loves he that. loves what stuff. So Hillary's such a good guy. Just Speaking of, of that, dude, you uh you, you finally got off your ass and uh, and posted the final final episode. I see off my off my ass. Did you have you listened to that son of a bitch? You know how long that took me to edit? No, I haven't. I haven't listened to it. It's in my it's queue. A clip it's show. Yeah, yeah, it's a clip show. <laughs> how, long, how long is it today? Two oh, hours? Yeah, two hours? No, it's it's an hour and a half. But I put in uh, I put in like three to five minute clips of some of my favorite interviews. We've got oh, uh, cool. um, uh, Gene Colan, yep. De- Denny O'Neill, Greg Rucka, Jason Aaron, Matt Fraction, uh, and John Byrne. Nice. Mm. I, I knew that yeah. Byrne was going to be in there. That's good. Yeah. Good that, 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 Matt Fraction should, uh, free Marvel work. That, that was really yeah. good. This yes. was uh, this was Fraction talking about uh, five fifths of science. Yeah. It was Jason Aaron uh, mm-hmm. uh, talking about this was the like like the month that uh, scalped was solicited. Nice. nice. So he's uh, on the other side, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which All was right. which was it was very cool. We had so, we had, so now you're completely ours. Uh, well, yeah, here. yes, and yes, and we, no. we gotta fi- we gotta figure out what we're doing at uh, at C two E two. So. Kick him, kick him back, poking our heads in the in the quarter bins. That's what we're yeah. doing. There yeah, you go. Well, yeah, I, I, I still, I'm, I'm still dating <laughs> iFanboy on the side. For, that's okay. That's right. So that's right. We, which, uh, yeah, uh, we'll 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 talk off mic here, but I got some some fun some fun stuff I got planned for C two E two for some upcoming don't misses. Okay. So everyone out there, go 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 subscribe to Don't Miss. Right. And thank you very much for being here. This episode of 11 O'Clock Comics, number 104, has been sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. Huge Wamba discounts on all your favorite comics and collectibles available in the previous catalog. Uh, 35 45 up to 75% off some of these things. They do a little spotlight every month where they pick a bunch of books that they deem deserving uh, of attention, and you'll get those for like at least half off or more. It's awesome. Uh, and also check out the Summit City Comic Con, www.summitcitycomiccon.com. In your travels, oh boy, do yourself a huge favor. Pick up Choker 
number one and two from Ooh. Image. Oh, so good. Yeah. Second issue good. I read. Yeah. I read the second issue of the night. Oh, amazing work by Temple Smith. And you, uh, you, you get a meeting this week. I'll be all over him like spit. Yeah. And in addition to that, get Dodgem Logic. Numbers one and two are out. I was mm-hmm. pl- playing the CD, the Northampton music. Oh, it's oh, great. C- CD's nuts. The CD's great. It's it's all over the place, but it, it's really good. Yeah, and uh, it's like a Mother Earth of uh, underground comics. The, the, <laughs> that's just the attitude. This, this, yeah, it's great. So there you go. Um, oh, on the uh, talking about uh, iFanboy, um, go read Jason's column there. Now that he's a contributor, did we talk about that last week? We did a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so great column. Thank Mr. you, sir. Business hat man. Yeah, it was great. Um, what else did I have that was along those lines? One piece. Uh, uh, let's not let's not forget to listen to Marvel Noise, uh, hosted yep. by Mr. King Dap David A. Price. Mm-hmm. Dip Dap. Shout out to, uh, speaking of Marvel Noise contributors, shout out to, uh, our buddy Pat Loika, who has finally succumbed to, uh, the, the, the world of, of like any other good comics fan. He has started his own comics podcast, uh, called nice. Voicemania, which is also on the <laughs> Deliberate Noise feed, hosted by Derek Coward, who is now a member of our, uh, illustrious forums. It's all so connected. It's all it's connected. It's all connected. It's all intertwined. Yep. That's all. Well, I forgot what else I was gonna, going to talk about but uh that's so so whoever you were out there that i was supposed to pimp your stuff i'm sorry I'll oh damn next week. i thought you uh, said one piece was really great you're all over that. Also, and you can also listen to vince every weekend the taints and restraints podcast that's which right that's nice. what the subject matter is of that but love it uh, all right uh in in your travels um please pick up the the best of the Vertigo crime series that I have read to this point. Fantastic story and without a doubt the best art out of the out of the, the Vertigo. Name? Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Christos Gage and Chris Somni in Area Ten. It is really, really good. And uh you should uh should pick it up. It's, I gotta uh, get that one. I forgot to order it. Yeah. And you know what? And you know what? You can uh, you can pick that up, and you can have uh, both those guys sign it at C two E two this weekend. Yeah, if you can get through David, oh please, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Chris won't be there. Right? David's going to be knocking Laura out of the way to sit on Chris's lap. <laughs> no, out of my way, woman. That's a nice shirt, Chris. Where'd you get it? <laughs> where, where mine? You need mine? Something spilled on yours. Um, since it's been the first issue. And air quote sold out. It's just went to second printing, so you can get the first issue cheap. And since Vince and I talked about the second issue, check out Ultimate X. And oh yeah, because um, you mentioned DCBS, the eleven o'clock comics comic of the month. The first one, the winner is Sea Bear and Grizzly Shark. Is that the title? Uh, that yeah. is uh, that's an extra discount at DCBS. You can order that for. Uh, buck and a quarter, buck I think. Quarter. So yeah, uh, I did. So that's the winner, and the solicitations have started to trickle in from like Moonstone and and uh, and the smaller publishers. But as as the month goes on, you'll be able to nominate a uh, any book for uh, so that'll be coming out in in July. So you can go to the forum and and check out the threads for that. So I cannot Oot. wait for that book to come out. Oot. Yeah. Um, in your travels. <laughs> Make sure that you stop by uh, our booth or see us walking around the hallways of the McCormick Place and say hello Ooh. to us. Because booth fourteen sixty, I think. Mm-hmm. And Chris will be there yeah. 
recording right. don't miss. The rest of us will be walking around. The floor. rest of us will be walking around. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so if you see us, yeah, shake our hands, or buy, even more importantly, if you see us at a bar, buy us a drink. Do me a favor. Who do you think is going to be at the table taking bottles of booze and hiding them from you schmoes? There you so go. That's great. That's great. If, if you run into me anywhere, please... I'm not pissed off. I'm not mad. I don't <laughs> hate you. I want to focused. be. I want to be your friend. If you see me doing something, <laughs> interrupt my ass and say, "Yo, I know you." Really? I want, anything. I want, anything. Any, anything I, that you're doing, you can be interrupted. I don't care. Yeah, Even so. in the okay. if if I'm dumping in the bathroom That's one it. night, I don't care. Peek Just come right in. Peek over the partition. Oh. No, I got to break this this chain of shit. I have to get rid of it. If you're antisocial and/or not going to be in Chicago this weekend. Um, <laughs> if you're read read X Men, Uncanny X Men, because Fraction's doing a hell of a job, and uh, Second Coming is off to a rocking start. So really, get on it. Did some, mm-hmm. did the person die already? Oh Jesus! I'm not gonna say a word. Just tell me it's not Cable, because I will seriously <laughs> throw some shit down. Dude, relax. We're, we're we're two issues into what, like a 15 issue run. Oh, so they're gonna save it for the end. Better not be Cable. I'll kill somebody. <laughs> Maybe it's Caliban again. All right, who cares, Caliban? Vince, we don't what, need what it. <laughs> what? What should people read, Vince? I already did it. What'd you say? I said um, Choker and Dodging oh, Logic. Oh, my bad. Yes, you did. Yeah, that's cool. That's all right. And, no, uh, I recall you saying it. I just forgot it was in the... Don't, you didn't say in your travels, I don't think so. Oh, yeah, I did. Uh, I always say Because I'm a creature damn yeah. habit. Huh. Well, thank you, people, for being here. And please, join us this weekend at C2E2. We would love to meet you and, and hug you and be nice to you and not pissed off at all. At all. So at just, all. Right. So come up Until to us. Sunday. And we'll have a good time. We'll go looking remember, for comics if together. Have, if you have a costume on... At, at just you know, it's all good. But it's just, all good, but <laughs> no, you can. I don't care. Costume, come on up to me. I'll hug you the same way. Oh, That's goodness. all right. That's Thanks I'll for being. Sure, I'll make sure Vince hugs you. I will. Oh, you don't have to make sure I do it anyway. Dressed as the White Queen, definitely. I don't care as long as I don't get poked. Thank you very much. <laughs> we will be here uh, next week with Tales of Convention Escapades. Tales designed the Frizzle. That's right. See ya. Say bye, people. Bye, bye, bye people. people. Signs clearly on the water, says the